hope i i really hope i really hope we're live we're doing good um hey okay cool hey a whole bunch of, man I, I'm, I'm getting here late to the uh to the party matt's in the show sam's in the show hey good morning everybody um cross is in the show um i am human oh my god i love the names um good morning good morning sabaha everybody welcome back to the show uh this is uh episode 24 of saturday morning with tech um or with a side of tech but yes uh juan carlos always uh, kind of reminds me that i really should um keep the name correct uh, even though i'm not actually uh you know i i kind of uh tag it as saturday morning with tech um good morning welcome back hey uh yeah, Andrew's in the show. Hey, Matt, Andrew, Sam, everybody's in there already, and I, I feel late to the show. Hopefully, I'm I'm clear. There's no issues with the internet. I did a speed test before we started the show. Just want to make sure. Um, Jorge, hey, good morning, man. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, I'm glad you made it. Uh, and then, um, yeah, it's it's been a week. It's been an interesting week. Uh, we had a surprise in the middle of the week. I think a lot of us kind of uh, saw that one coming. Uh, well, we knew kind of Android 11 beta one was supposed to come out a couple of weeks ago. But then during um, some, I, I would say, more of basically unfavorable times for tech, and it wasn't really the time to talk about tech and make announcements and celebrate things like that, um, Google and I think even PlayStation both decided to postpone their launch events or their release of their news for that week, uh, namely the PlayStation 5, which I think a lot of us kind of saw uh, in the news a couple of days ago. And of course, uh, we also saw the uh, Android, well, the Android 11 Beta 1 um, kind of just show up on uh you know on the on wednesday like 10 a.m or 9 a.m and it's like people started to just download it and install it uh, so it was an interesting development sorry i'm just a um interesting to see basically uh some comments uh, you know my watch starting the buzz in the middle of the show um i do want to say that is an interesting oh here it is okay so in case I get some comments. Uh, today's show is actually going to be uh, pretty simple and overall mostly focused Android related, obviously, as general in general, um, and specifically Android 11, uh, since that was kind of, in my opinion, the biggest news. We'll talk a little bit about the PlayStation 5. I'd love to hear from you guys what you guys think. Hey, good morning, Dave. Um, uh, Harvey, Harvey is in there. Tamil, welcome back, man. <laughs> uh, Matt, and uh, I'm not sure how to say your name. Salam, bro. Uh, it's... Uh, Zenchi, hopefully I'm saying it correctly with the X T E C H C H I C A I. Let me see it. Zenchi, I think it's sent Salam. Yeah, now we now the exactly. So uh, as, as to his comment, essentially is now the wait for the Pixel 4a um, at, to the two variants of the Pixel 4a is going to be coming out. Um, as you guys probably heard, there's going to be a version that has 4G LTE as the primary connection, and the other one's going to be featuring 5G. So there's going to be two variants. And at least from the rumors that we've seen, essentially is that they're probably going to basically just stick to the smaller size. This is the Pixel 3a. Um, so they're not going to be releasing a Pixel 4a XL. Uh, at least this is what we're seeing uh, right now in the news. Uh, they could surprise us. It could be a last minute thing. Uh, it also could be maybe a second edition or something that we can see maybe later on. Um, let me do this. I'm going to actually have you guys be on the bigger display. Mostly, um, it's easier to read the comments. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm blind or anything. I just, uh, I have a, a small 15 inch monitor, uh, this you know laptop that's sitting about four feet away. And the font on that is uh, very, very small. So it's easier for me to read it on a you know 27 inch display over there. Um, so with that being said, uh, yes, no, definitely. Um, here, let me see. Like the 
so yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the PS5. Uh, maybe you guys can let me know in the comments. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about some of the stuff that at least I saw and some of the things that got me really excited about the PlayStation 5. Um, oh, speaking of which, before we jump into that, way too quick, so, sorry, I'll jump and say. So Matt wanted to let us know that the Across the Podcast is now available on Spotify and it has its own Twitter page. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, Across the Podcast every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, so it'll be 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And of course, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, it's like 9 p.m. your time. So 9 p.m. UK time, which essentially is Matt's time. And then, you know, Sam's on the on the Eastern Time. So but if you're in the Pacific, just reference that to your point It's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, they now have their own landing page. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, uh, so he said they're also available on Spotify. So it means they figured out that they at least put together some kind of a hosting situation, which is definitely very good. Thank you for letting us know on that one. I think I saw that one on the on Twitter. Uh, Sam uh, is jumping in. Uh, oh man, see that that's a clean shaven Sam right there. Uh, it looks pretty cool, and I dig the futuristic. So yeah, so let's jump back into the conversation of the PlayStation Five. So I think Sam was commenting on the PlayStation Five. Um, it's a very polarizing exp uh, look, right? I mean, they went very different than what the Xbox Cube or the, I don't know, cylinder, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's not a cylinder, obviously. It's a, more of a cube. Um, Xbox went a very different direction than what PlayStation did this year. This year, PlayStation decided to go with that futuristic car look that, I think, that in my opinion, that's how it kind of looks like. You know, those really smooth edges. And then obviously there's two different versions of it, uh, but essentially they're towers. They're both, both the Xbox and the PlayStation are going to be towers. Now, both are not available. Both are actually teasing us with future, uh, you know, a future release, more like the end of the year. Um, obviously pricing and all of that and specifications, you know, there's a lot of information that we saw. The controller looks really nice. I like the new design of the controller, at least the evolution of what we've seen with previous PS5s. Um, although I'm not going to lie, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Xbox because of existing, I would say, purchases and ranking and all of that stuff. And um, also because of general uh, overall, you know, if I have to say basically Dragon Ball Saga type of games, um, I feel like Xbox has more of a, a bigger collection. I'm hoping, obviously, with the new Xbox, that uh, previous generations of uh, Xbox games will be, you know, grandfathered in. Maybe there's a way to bring them in and use them, because that's something that I always like to play with my son. Uh, you know, we are big Dragon Ball kind of, you know, fans in this house, and uh, so that's a big thing for me. Uh, but let's let's see some of the comments that we have here. So, oh, Sam's confirming it. So it is 3 p.m. his time, not 4. My mistake. Uh, and then. Uh, yeah, so Matt's basically the PS5 looks awesome. Cannot wait for that one. I I, I like the design. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the best VLN. Uh, I'm I'm with you. The I the most frustrating things about these announcements is the they announce something and they launch it way later, like you know months months later. Uh, we see that we saw the exact same thing going on with you know some of you know one of our favorite uh, discussed device on the show, uh, the Xperia One Mark Five, uh, Mark Two, <laughs> Mark Five. Aren't we up there? Um, you know, the pre-orders started way in the beginning of June, June 1st, but then they're not going to be releasing it or at least making it available till the end of July. So that's the 24th. But I think that is a little bit more understandable than announcing it in the middle of June and then not available till like Christmas. You know, so th those are things that always kind of make us wait and always build up anticipation. Um, so Xbox, the refrigerator, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, so this is uh, Pop Smoke's uh, uh, Revenge 20, uh, 2077. Uh, the design on the Xbox, they went very different. I mean, 
I like the Xbox One's design. I feel like the Xbox One, uh, One S, One X, they did a really good job on those. And then now shifting into a somewhat of a, a refrigerator style experience, I feel like they kind of decided to go, I don't know, uh, the, the designers on this, I think, either took a vacation or they couldn't figure out how to make it unique. So they're like, hey, here's a refrigerator. Um, the whole event was very well done and the console reveal at the end was amazing. So if you guys have, didn't get a chance to check it out, it was basically... The approach to the to the launch event was essentially it's like, hey, let me show you everything that this uh, this box or this new system can do. And they obviously showed us. And my favorite, by the way, of all of the different teasers that we saw was Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales. Uh, the graphics, the, the the just the overall experience, it just looks absolutely amazing. And it looks to be obviously in another, uh, I think, an exclusive thing going on with PlayStation. We saw also a GTA uh, update as well. I think it was at Forza Mo Motorsports as well. We saw a lot of basically um, graphic intensive games. Now, some of them were cutscenes. We have to appreciate that much. I mean, not everything was in gameplay, but I appreciate the fact that they did a really good job of that. And then at the end, they kind of like looped it in. They brought in the fans. They showed us all the controllers, the new headset. Um, and the different kinds of systems that you're going to be looking at. So that was very, very good on that one. I was very happy with that. Um, David's, uh, the original is the PS3. It had a very unique design and it felt more like an evolution of the PlayStation 3 Spider-Man edition. Yes, the PlayStation 3 definitely, I think, was that that curved design. It just looked futuristic, but it also looks attainable. Um, I like systems that stack easily these both the xbox and the playstation at least in the form that we saw look like they're intended to be basically stood up so they're going to be taking a lot yep we're back had had to do that one quickly and it, it actually came up within the first 10 minutes so hopefully it doesn't Hopefully, no, no more issues. Um, I'm hoping that both systems will mount sideways uh, easily. That's my biggest thing. The PlayStation looks like it's more conducive to that because of the way the design is done. So hopefully some type of mount. Uh, but the Xbox seemed like I felt like it was more of a uh, ventilation system uh, kind of going on. So I'm not sure how the design looks. We'll, we'll have to look on that part. Um, I wish I could buy the controller right now and use it with my phone or my PC. So this is uh, uh, Rashid Al. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. The The new controller looks absolutely amazing. Uh, that I would say the, that Stormtrooper look going on, the little bit of black uh, you know, outlining going on with mostly that nice finish. Um, and it looks really, really futuristic. So uh, cannot wait for those. Uh, and I'm also hoping, obviously, that you know, the DualShock, all the new vibrations and all of that stuff that comes in with those controllers, they're going to be really good. And if I'm not mistaken, if uh, my hope is that they will make sure that it's compatible to be uh, paired, let's say, to an Xperia 1 Mark II. So that's the other thing with Sony is essentially is carrying over the gaming experience between the Sony devices uh, where it comes in either from Sony PlayStation or Sony Xperia. And those are things we'll appreciate having there. Um, uh, Xbox Play uh, Anywhere can help uh, Microsoft. Yes, I think a better expandability on support with the Xbox Play, I think will definitely help them a lot. Uh, oh, Halo Infinite is uh, going to be released on PC, so I might be picking up a PlayStation 5. So generally, those are good. I like uh, Halo. Halo has been a really good franchise for Microsoft. So also with Gears of War. Um, hi, is the Mark II available in, in India yet? Um, to my understanding, it has not launched in India yet, but as far as I know, it should be available to import at some point. The official launch right now is mostly uh, US and Europe, uh, as well as Japan. So you may be able to, uh, actually in the Asian market, you may be able to import one directly from Japan over um, to India, but currently uh, I have not heard of a release straight in the Indian market yet. Um, 
Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. Yeah. Uh, Rahul Rock, say, man, uh, I, I want to say good morning. It's probably morning time in India. Uh, uh, Dennis K, who does not love fridges? Hey, man, I love them so much. I visit it multiple times a day. That's how much I love my fridges. Um, it just doesn't, the from an aesthetical design, I felt like from where the 1S and the 1 and even 360, uh, you could see an evolutionary uh, design change there where where they kind of went to the uh, the new <laughs> design is, um, I don't know. I, I, it's like I said, it, it, maybe it looks better in, in reality. Maybe, maybe the renders in the video makes it look a little bit different. And again, PlayStation did a much better job presenting their, uh, their futuristic design. And from the leaks that we saw with the controller, it, it did actually permeate through to the actual system. So it definitely looks really, really nice there. I like that. Uh, and NZX, <laughs> I like that. You mean the Xbox uh, Series X NZX edition? Yeah, definitely. Um, the PlayStation 5 looks futuristic. Any, uh, anything that looks futuristic, I'm definitely going to buy, specifically, uh, especially Alienware. Alienware is known for that, right? This is like their, their bread and butter, the, the whole making it look like an alien and then putting the Alienware uh, logo on it. I, I really like the design. I, again, PlayStation 5 is definitely a win. I think if I have to make a decision, it may end up coming down to A, how much the pricing is going to be uh, for both availability. And then, of course, um, the, the support for games. That's really, at the end of the day, what gets us into these systems. Uh, the systems are, are going to be very powerful and going to be very good in the sense of what they're able to provide us. But it ends up being basically the selection of games. If you are looking for a specific experience, you're going to be gravitating to one over the other. So that's generally the way I look at it. It's kind of like why somebody would buy a Switch. You don't buy the Switch because of the horsepower. You buy it because of the great graphics, the portability, the things that you know Nintendo's known for in those ecosystems. So I appreciate that design, of course. Um, Edgar, <laughs> MK2i edition, yeah. Alienware makes spaceship. That's actually their department. That's that's exactly how everything kind of goes through from there. Um, so Amazon accidentally leaked the price of the PlayStation Five at six hundred pounds. So that's that's going to be roughly what seven fifty, almost eight hundred dollars on our end. That's actually kind of comparable. That's kind of comparable. Amazon's been leaking a lot of stuff lately. Actually, if you think about it, um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping tabs on not to shift the conversation too far, but. Uh, let me show here. Let me do this here. Let me say it's so a share screen. And oh, I see what I need to do now. Okay, so cancel this. I want to share with you guys real quick something. So uh, if you guys are not familiar, speaking of obviously futuristic kind of things, looking around. Uh, da, 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 let me get remember. Can I, can I do this? Yes. So here, uh, share. And it's here. Cool. So Amazon, and I couldn't find the Amazon listings mostly because I, I tried looking for it and I couldn't find it. So from a design standpoint, guys, I want you to tell me realistically, what do you guys think? Let's bring this up right here. So what do you guys think of the design on the Odyssey? So these are the Samsung Odyssey monitors. They were, uh, I think, three different designs. There's two G7s, a 27 and a 32, and then there's the 49. But look at the design that we get here with the G7 on this. So let's go ahead and zoom in. So can can somebody tell me? It, does it not look like PlayStation and and so and Samsung decided to kind of work together on a design uh, design algorithm here? Look at that. I mean, from the aesthetics on the actual shape, the monitor, the back, the front. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a massive display, right? It's a forty nine inch monitor. Uh, you know, obviously, super ultra wide, fourteen forty p, two hundred and forty hertz. Um, and here, so uh, oh, Alexander saying Amazon said that it was in place, it's placeholder price, but not the actual price. 
So uh, from a reference point from a 599 euros, it's going to be something that where it's more of a reference point. But I I still have to say, I think Samsung and uh, and Sony went to the same design company because <laughs> the aesthetics on the Odyssey G9 uh, definitely look very, very, very familiar. And of course, if we look at a little bit more, uh, no, the G7 pictures actually kind of went away. I thought they had the pictures here for the G7. But yeah, no, uh, it, it's, it was one of those things that they kind of did where, uh, let's go ahead and remove that one from here. The the design cues where Amazon's been doing lately is essentially is every once in a while we'll see a glitch on Amazon's site and some things get leaked uh, in, unintentionally. And as, as I think Alexander was saying, um, yeah, no, here. Um, <laughs> So they are, exactly, and we'll we'll get a chance to talk about that one in, in, in just a few seconds. So um, one thing I did want to say about the Odyssey monitors is I've been waiting for the Odyssey monitors since January, since I had a chance to play with them at CES. Um, I didn't play with the G7; I got a chance to see it, but I did play um, a quick game on a uh, on a G9, and that is a wide display. Uh, the beauty of it is that it is running at a 240 hertz. It is a 1440p, not a 4K monitor. So like the monitor I have back there is a 4K monitor, but gaming on a 1440p with 240 hertz is amazing to start with. But for me, from content creation, that just is crazy. And then of course, they have the G7 model that's the 32 as well. Uh, let me bring you guys back to the bigger window so I can actually read the actual comments. Sorry. And um, yeah, so again, I thought they'd come with uh, the day having both 1440p and 240, you know, 240 hertz. It's it's just ridiculous. And then, of course, um, the arc, the curvature, sorry, the curvature of the actual display is just massive. It's really meant to kind of cover you, and it's mostly de designed to be within the field of view of our eyes. So not necessarily having you, as long as you don't, you're not too close to the monitor, you'll be able to basically see the entire display. Um, and I think I saw somewhere where there was a, a reference that you're you're still going to be able to do multiple displays, like split the monitor into multiple panels, and you can do up to three different displays using multiple inputs or even just different screens on the actual uh, display. So the 49 one is going to be crazy. Uh, and then again, uh, but so the one thing I didn't know if you had a chance to show you guys, it's going to start around 1700 bucks. So it's a little bit up there in the price. So with tax in the US, that's close to 1900 bucks. So I'm not sure if that's going to be something that I may jump into right away. The G732, more than likely for me. Um, but yes, no, no, definitely. Uh, fork, so uh, 4K is going to be a, a bog down on the resolution. So there's always a big kind of, right, you kind of go with the, do you go 4K? Do you go high refresh rate and, uh, you know, stick with it? So for the longest time, 1080p was king for gaming to where we had basically the higher refresh rates there. And then now we're bumping up to, you know, ultra wide monitors with the 1440p and the higher refresh rate. So I think that's where Sony, uh, sorry, Samsung's coming in with it. This is when it looks really good. Uh, but uh, what I was trying to shoot for is like when I first saw the PlayStation 5, when they were doing the initial, like at the end of the video, when they started showing us the actual console, I honestly swear to God thought somebody from Samsung was designing it because all I could see when I started to look at the design is that that gaming system would be paired amazingly with a uh, with a Samsung uh, Odyssey 49. So just design-wise, those things will look perfect together. So, But uh, either way, we'll have to wait. Uh, neither one of them is available. Um, the Sony listings, both were removed. Uh, they were put on for two seconds and removed, so those things are gone. And speaking of Sony, and before we jump into Android 11, I did want to show you guys a couple of things. Um, one of the things that we all know, obviously, is that the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II, uh, as you guys already know, the pre-orders started June 1st. Uh, I have mine hopefully coming in next month. Uh, in the US, we currently only have one color, right? We have the black color version of it. Let's go ahead and bring back the display. Boom. 
So thank you, David. And then, um, so he, yeah, no, exactly. So you got uh, Patrick Ricardo says, I just ordered the Xperia one Mark two. Great. Uh, you know, good luck with that one. And congrats. Um, just wanted uh, something else than Samsung and the rest of the standard phones. The, this is Sony this year is just for the most part focusing on doing what they do best. They ran some analysis. They knew they understand what their consumers want and they listened and brought the features back. That's the best way to explain it. Very few manufacturers try to do that and don't actually end up overdoing it by throwing a whole bunch of more things on you that you didn't really care about, right? It's like, if you're going to do something, do it right, do it for the right customer base and make sure that they're, uh, they see that you're appreciating them. So those are the things that I always tried. Uh, but the thing that I really was really intrigued about the fact is that, as you guys know, in Japan, at least, there's three variants of this. There is a white one, and there is also the purple one, which is the typical purple that we normally see from Sony. Um, I'm seeing more and more information about maybe that there is something possible for them to maybe even release these outside. I'm hoping they bring it to the US. I The pre-order that I have right now is for the black one, which I feel like everybody has access to that one. I've seen a few videos in Japanese uh, of people of media um, holding the purple ones, so they're, they're, they've seen them there, but I feel like it's primarily going to be in the Japanese market, so I'm not sure. But again, the colors that I'm really, really, if I had the option right now, I would drop the, uh, not, nothing against the, the black color uh, edition, but I feel like that's more of like the classic color that they've always gone with. Uh, the purple one is always going to be the more unique color, and I feel like it just does a much better job. Unfortunately, this picture is not doing it justice. Uh, from the sense of what it's supposed to look like. So the overall aesthetics, or at least what we're going to look like, is three different colors on the Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, all three obviously will have the exact same specifications with the exception of the color. And I feel like those are the, those are things that make me very excited about, you know, waiting for the Xperia. Uh, and my goal essentially is, unless they release it in the US for some reason, uh, like after for a very short time, that would be my only reason to kind of swap from, let's say, a black one to another color. And I feel like the purple one will always be that, again, like that more unique color that i just have never been able to experience with uh, with sony like i like designs that are unique and striking uh like you know here's the oppo find x2 which we're going to start jumping into that conversation real quick um matt tyler's like uh no no stylus on that one let me see here uh so do you okay do you have any phone addiction problem <laughs> gary the fireman uh Yes, uh, I go to therapy every week, uh, Monday at 9 a.m. with Juan Carlos, and then, of course, Pocket Now. And then uh, I try to talk to you guys on Saturday. So I kind of try to work it out of my system. That's the best way to say it. Um, speaking of which, though, there is a few things. Um, Xiaomi did reach out, and I'm hopefully that does actually kind of happen. Uh, the Poco F2 Pro is going to be coming into the office soon. Hopefully, that will there'll be some content on the channel as well. Um, but let's let's start talking about the big the, the big news. We talked about Sony. So I felt Sony was more of the gaming experience. Let's talk about Android. Let's talk about what went on this week in Android. Uh, and then the big news, obviously, is and I'm I'm only referencing the uh, Android Central post because it kind of I felt like it covered everything that I wanted to talk to you guys about today specifically. First and foremost, um, I did a couple of videos for you guys on both the Arabic and the English channel talking about Android 11's new features. Uh, now, I installed it on the Pixel 3a uh, intentionally. I did not actually want to install it on my Pixel 4 XL, uh, mostly because of the because of uh, potential issues. Again, it's a beta. Uh, there's always going to be a little bit of a hiccup here and there. And as we kind of all found out later on, is that this beta is having problems with Android Pay. So if you're using, if you do use Android Pay and you rely on that on your smartphone, it is not currently supported with Android uh, 11 beta one. So for me, 
um, I felt like, A, why not show it on, I would say, not to say the least common denominator, but I would say basically if it works great on the Pixel 3a, it's going to be fantastic on the Pixel 4a, 4XL. Uh, and speaking of which, obviously, what we'll see with the Pixel 4a and then, of course, the Pixel 5. Now, form for the for the launch process and the way things are we are for the most part going to see android 10 on the pixel 4a when that releases and we won't see um, android 11 till the pixel 5. that's typically where the uh, the flow of uh, basically updates now will there be a, a beta available for the pixel 4a more than likely they'll have the uh, the beta available for it uh, shortly after releasing it uh, but as far as actual out of the box uh, supported it'll be the pixel uh, it'll be the android 10.0 uh, and probably within whatever, since it's not out in June, maybe it'll be supporting the July or August. My hope is that they release it in enough time that it doesn't end up being into a Pixel 4a, Pixel 5 launch event. You know what I mean? Which I feel like at this point, they're getting very close. Um, Alexander saying, I wanted to pre-order the purple one, but it's not available in the US. Might as well import it from another country. I feel like right now, Japan will be the only place for us to import it. Literally, the which I feel like it's something that we want to get. Um, and keeping in mind that obviously we're not receiving 4, 5G on this, regardless of what we do. So even if you do get the Japanese model, in theory, it should still work uh, quite well with 4G LTE in the US. So that's not going to be a big issue. I felt like uh, if it was a 5G supporting uh, device that was intended for the J European or the Japanese market, that could hinder the experience. But yeah, 4G LTE should not be a problem at all for us. Um do you think Sony? So this is from Angel. Do you think Sony would be would make a big splash in the market and uh, compete with Samsung eventually? Um, I don't. So my understanding, at least, obviously, this is more mobile device related. Uh, Sony's approach to smartphones is not in the same boat that it used to be. At one point, they were trying to basically be leaders. They wanted to. I'm not saying they're not. I, I'm referencing mostly their position in the market right now. Uh, they're not as as, as gung-ho as part, basically jumping in, being as flashy. They're trying to focus on what they do and they're trying to focus on their consumer base. So people that look for Sony, they're, they're looking for Sony Alpha experience, Sony uh, Xperia experience, as well as Sony Walkman experience. So audio, video, as well as gaming. And those are the things that it's feeding it. I don't think Sony is trying to compete with Samsung. Sony does a lot more in the sense of making money from selling their sensors than it is smelling, selling their smartphones. Because if you look at all the other smartphones on the market, they're referencing Sony IMX sensors. So guess who makes the money? It's Sony. It's kind of like saying Samsung selling their panels over to other manufacturers to make money off of it. So from the different aspect of functionality, I feel like Sony makes more money in that sense. But I think with the Xperia 1 Mark II and hopefully what we'll see also down the road with the update to the Xperia 5 Mark II and also what we saw that I think the Xperia 10 Mark II is coming out in Europe as well. Uh, they're they're turning a leaf. They're, they're starting to focus more and they're picking up more support because they're listening to their consumers. That's the big difference here. Uh, when nobody else is, I'm not saying not everybody, but when most manufacturers have a roadmap of what they want to incorporate at time and you know incorporate things, certain things, generally things that get removed from a smartphone never come back. An example, the headphone jack. Once it's removed, they in for no reason does a company decide to bring it back. They'll focus on something else to replace it. Sony decided to not only bring it back, bring it back supported with a with a with a good DAC, but also give you an experience wireless charging, the HS power control for great gaming experience, a lot of things that again I feel like they're doing a good job. Will they will they compete with Samsung uh, at some point? But I feel like Samsung will still be buying their chipsets so uh, for for their sensors. So I think either way, Sony's making a lot of money on that part. Um, 
by the way watching this live uh oh man man thank you appreciate you being uh you know supporting and of course helping out everybody uh hospital workers are uh, absolutely the, some of the best um if, if there's no way to to describe the amount of appreciation that people have now for more for hospital workers and people that are on the front line with especially with the current situation as things going on but i appreciate it man thank you and i thank you very much for for tuning in um gary's uh you're playing with, with fire oh man okay so gary gary and matt are having a quick chat but let's let's switch over real quick to the android discussion real quick so let's let's start talking about android 10 point and well, what android 11. So um, first and foremost, on Wednesday, 10 a.m. or 9 to 10 a.m., depending where you are, Android 11 Beta 1 dropped. It dropped for Pixel devices right out of the box. But of course, if you probably heard already, um, OnePlus did already release their Beta 1. We saw this last year. OnePlus tries to be right as soon as the news comes out, they want to be on the boat. Um, at the same time, we saw as well that Xiaomi, Vivo, as well as Realme phones are all going to be basically supporting it. Uh, what it seems to be missing from the title of this uh, conversation is that Oppo is also on the same boat. So uh, when we're looking at actual devices and how many things are actually going to support Android 11 right out of the box in the beta form, we know that it's going to be Xiaomi. Now, Xiaomi announced it's going to be releasing it on the Mi 10 and the Mi 10 Pro. My hope is that obviously they're going to support all variants of the Mi 10, not just necessarily the Asian market, because we've seen MIUI 12 on uh, the Mi 10 in China. But again, that one we can't install on European on the international model. So the one that I have uh, here that I've been using and we've done videos for you guys is the Mi 10 Pro. It's the Mi 10 the Mi 10 5G from Europe. Um, and there's obviously the Mi 10 Pro. So that's the on the Xiaomi side. Uh, OnePlus, as you probably already saw, OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro both have a beta one release of Oxygen OS. Now, I do want to curb the expectations. Yes, they were able to get it out first. Yes, people can install it. It's not a functional version in the sense of what you expect from what you got with the Pixel uh, with the Pixel update. So the Pixel, the Pixel, this is the Pixel 3a. Pixels had th uh, four developer previews before we got to beta one. This is, in essence, the first del delivery, even though it says beta for, uh, for OnePlus, it's literally their alpha. They haven't really done much. Some of the UI elements are actually backwards, so they're not even running Android 10.0 elements. Um, not everything that we saw in the Pixel uh, launch uh, did carry over, like the power functionalities, uh, the recent uh, the recent options as far as being able to switch certain things, not there. Uh, some of the optimizations that we saw directly within, uh, let's say, the launcher are also not there. And that's because OnePlus adds Oxygen OS on top of Android. So where it is, again, a first beta from OnePlus, I would really consider it more of an alpha and definitely not a daily driver. So it's more of the install and test on a device that you're not using than install and use as a daily driver. So although it's available, I feel like it needs a little bit more work. Uh, let me see how this network uh, here. So if I do this and then I do that, oh, let's bring in that. Nope, it can never do. Yeah, so I can't do two split screens the way I normally do it with one. Uh, but speaking of which, let's scroll down a little bit on the devices. So here, uh, there's a list here, and I'm hoping this is not too bad for you guys to check out. So uh, first and foremost, all the way from the Pixel 2 all the way up till uh, the Pixel 4 XL, we have support for Android uh, for Android 11 Beta 1. Uh, OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro both did receive those updates. And again, as I mentioned, uh, it's more stable on the Pixel than it is on, I would say, usable on the OnePlus right now. It's great to check out. But again, if you're using that OnePlus 8 or OnePlus 8 Pro as your daily driver, 
driver, I wouldn't do that because it also does require a reset. So going into a beta with OnePlus requires you to reset and going out of it resets. So there's a big difference in there because there's also a version difference and the way you upgrade and downgrade. So short answer, backup early data. If you want to try it out, it's available. The things that are going to be coming out, which are really, really cool. Um, so we saw Xiaomi talking about basically releasing it for the Mi 10, the Mi 10 Pro. Vivo is going to be releasing it on the Vivo Next, as well as the 3S. And the IQ, uh, IQ, IQ so IQOO uh, 3 is hopefully going to be receiving it. And of course, the Poco F2 Pro, which is also very much so the, the Poco phone's successor. Uh, but the one that really excited me, uh, not, not that I'm trying to knock the other one, is the fact that I actually have the X2 Pro and... Of course, I have the Mi 10. So I have a lot of devices that in the near future are going to have uh, basically upgrades. So some those are the things I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about mostly. Uh, I also want to share with you guys some of my favorite features. What are the things that actually got me very excited about Android 11 Beta 1? Um, it's it's mostly the aesthetical differences. I think the the aggregate um, you know notifications that we saw with Android 11 is definitely something very good. Um, and those are things that we definitely did not see before, like the organization thing. Uh, let's see, uh, the Xperia, uh, 22nd of June, I get the Xperia 1 Mark II here in Norway. So Rune, um, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I saw that a couple of times on a different on a few different sites where they say where they're promising people the ability of delivering the Xperia One Mark II in mid June, mid to late June, um, and I think Clove was one of the websites that listed it, and I was tempted to pre-order it from there. There's the big difference, obviously, in price where. Even though it's twelve hundred bucks, uh, you know, roughly twelve hundred bucks there, but when you do conversions from euros to US plus the shipping and everything, it, it ends up being a lot more expensive than what it can be here, even in the US. Keep in mind, in the US, even though it's twelve hundred, it's literally like thirteen hundred and fifty when you add the taxes and so on. So um, I would be interested. Let me know if you do actually receive it. Did it, I don't know if it actually did ship today? Is what the eleventh uh, or sorry the thirteenth? Uh, but definitely interested to see if Europe is going to receive it earlier. Like it seems like about a month, a little over a month than what the U.S. can get. Uh, screen recording finally. So, Gary, absolutely, man. I, when I saw that in there, I'm hoping that it stays. And I say that only because in Android 10 beta during the Android 10 beta last year, they had a built-in screen recorder. So it's not the first time we've seen it. I like the aesthetics, the way they have it done. So where it starts, um, and if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, I pushed, I pushed out the video again. It's a little bit of a long video, but I, I went through all of the features that they covered, all the new things. Um, and what Gary's talking about is native screen recording. And now that you can actually turn it on, and then when you turn on the feature, it asks you, do you want to record audio? You can set it also to show touches if you want to be able to show that. And then when it starts, it puts a little counter on the top right, right next to the clock. And you can see a countdown and goes down to basically three, two, one. The phone vibrates. And then you basically know that you're being that the screen is recorded. Uh, and then at the end, when you're done, you just go open up the notification panel and click it again. Something that we've seen on, so Oppo built in, right? Xiaomi built in. We've seen it on devices for, for, for the longest time. And I think even Sony has it built in uh, in their game system. So um, Android not having it as a standard for Pixel devices has been something like, why not? Very happy to see that. Very, very happy that it is. And I hope that it does actually stay. Um, uh, Vikasha says, TK, Huawei says that they have uh, already rolled out EMUI 10.1 for the P30 Pro in Europe on the 28th. Uh, maybe, but still, still haven't received it here. Um, I live in Ireland. Uh, so if you haven't received your update, there's a few things you can do. 
first and foremost is uh, try to VPN. VPN access uh, generally will change where your location is. Uh, I'm assuming you are using the phone, Vikash. If you're if you are using it, then generally that's also one of their requirements. But first, the easy thing to do is if you have VPN service, try to VPN into Hong Kong and see if uh, doing the rest uh, the the you know software update on there works for you. In the past, that's how I've done it. Uh, there are there are other applications available on the uh, Google Play Store. I think uh, there's basically an updater, an EMUI updater, that should be able to download a full image of the update for you that you will also sideload it manually for you. So you can definitely check that out. And of course, last but not least, if all else fails, you can check out a company or a website called, I think it's called funkywawi.com. Uh, and it's a it's a private company. It's not it's not really a Huawei. Uh, basically, I don't think it's associated with Huawei. But the way that works essentially is they they do what the, uh, what the application on the Google Play Store does, but they actually do it a little bit better. They have multiple methods of installation. They also have different ways of basically rebranding and uh, updating software in case you do have problems. They also have access to older versions of the firmware. I feel like it's a little bit more organized. Again, funky Huawei dot, uh, dot I want to say that about club, that could be the, the correct address. Hopefully, that kind of pushes it out for you. Um, so, uh, Marcel uh, Clappers. So, most of the devices that you see here, generally, I do buy, uh, but the other ones that you see are generally loaners. So, I'll have them for a certain amount of time, and then I need to return them. Uh, the 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 Samsung one, the S twenty Ultra, I did actually purchase that one. Uh, but an example would be like I just got the um, the P forty Pro Plus. That one's a loaner. It's going to be gone in a couple of weeks. Uh, OnePlus, so I do actually get to keep. The Oppo is also a loaner. That's a PR loaner as well. Um, none of the devices that I receive as, even if I do receive them as a, as a review unit, I generally don't expect them to stay because they're not devices that I own. Um, I've had like a Red Magic, an example. Red Magic picked up their devices or they're going to be picking up uh, their 5G one from me. So yeah, a good number of my devices that I buy stay. A uh, good number of them also go as soon as I'm done with my review. Uh, like Sony, as I mentioned to you guys last week on the podcast, I had that one for literally about maybe one a week and a half, maybe two weeks at the most. And then I needed to return it to Sony. So that was a very short amount of time with with the, the Xperia 1 Mark II. I think um, Juan Carlos still has his. I'm not sure, but I feel like he's also kind of feeling that his time with the phone is kind of running at the end. Um, but those are things that we generally have. You know, we, we expect... We'll get access to certain hardware in general. We don't necessarily get to keep everything. So yes, uh, but the majority of the devices that I have, I do buy. Uh, oh man, hey, good morning, Aditya. Uh, Aditya is uh, back in the chat in the show. Welcome back, my friend. Um, so Matt's saying that the Xperia One Mark II is a thousand. So it's actually eleven hundred dollars, eleven hundred uh, pound here in the UK, and they do include the uh, the WH. Oh, the H WH910N headset here, not the uh, expecting shipping in three weeks. So interesting. So you guys got a different pair of headphones for the um, for the presale. It's still good. I'm I'm interested on that. In the US, we got the uh, the ANC version of the True Wireless headphones. So you guys, I think those are the over the years, if I'm not mistaken. I can't I can't remember, and of course, I cannot highlight that one. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they maybe may have overpromised. I'm not sure. Uh, if if you're able to get it earlier in Norway, I think it'll be definitely very nice. Um, so, oh, so here, another question here is, what's your take on the Samsung Galaxy Fold versus the Huawei Mate XS? Um, I've used both. And 
if I have to basically explain the difference between the two as far as personal re reference here, um, I think Huawei has a better implementation of the fold. What I mean by that is you're getting the most out of that device with the way it folds. It's not as protected, which this is where I feel like so, uh, Samsung has a better had a, has a better uh, device protection mechanism. But on the on the Huawei, when you're closing it, you're using a P40 P30 Pro style phone. It's a large form, uh, large display massive cameras, uh, large battery. And of course, when you open it, you're getting a bigger tablet experience. And from that sense, using it when I was in Shenzhen last year with uh, with Huawei for their press event, I felt like it worked great. I checked it out again at CES and it looks still amazing as it was before. Where I feel like Samsung is exceeding is that they gave you a better protection mechanism for the device, making it easier to use on a daily basis. The Huawei device or the Huawei uh, Mate XS I feel like it's just not easily portable, right? I mean, you can take it with you, but you have to put it in special, you know, kind of a pouch. It's just not as a, I would say, as user-friendly. I feel like this is something you buy a hard case for and you keep it in your backpack and you use it when you need it, where the, you know, the Galaxy Fold did a much better job of being portable, gave you access to the full display. Um, with the exception of the problem with the hinge mechanism, uh, my experience using it, the, the couple of times that I've had the, the Galaxy Fold have been absolutely fantastic. I love the device. I love the, the aesthetics of it. I wish it was more rugged. And I think that's both these devices will actually uh, have an issue with. But if I have to choose, I would choose the Mate XS for design and I would use I would choose the Galaxy Fold for portability. So I, I wish there was a combination of the two. But again, with the rumors that we're seeing with the Galaxy Fold 2 is that the front display will be actually functional and more usable. And uh, there are rumors, obviously, of versions of it that it will have an S Pen. I don't know how realistic that is with the, the fact that they should fix the display first before they figure out how to make a pen work with it. So that's just my opinion on a, on a Samsung device. Um, Screen recording works fine with Android 9 on Samsung tablets. Again, OEMs have been inputting uh, screen recording on their devices for some time. It's nothing new. Uh, there's also tons of uh, third-party application. Uh, my comment at the beginning was mostly referencing native screen recording built into the operating system, where once Google adds that as a, meaning the standard on the system, you stop having different variations and different versions of it. Um, back in the day, Samsung introduced split-screen applications way before Google was able to put it in. But then when Google brought it in, everybody stopped developing theirs because that became the standard. That's what I like about it. It's when once it's incorporated into the source, meaning the AOSP-based uh, code, it's easier for other OEMs to be able to pick it up and work and focus on other things that they don't have to focus on anymore. So now we have you know split-screen functionality on all the Android devices without having to worry about which companies including it or not. That's the benefit of it, of course. Um, Dennis uh, is sorry. Is this Sony on Android in general? Um, I think it's mostly. I, I'm not sure if that comment was for me. I, I don't, I, I'll double check a little bit further up. Um, I'm not sure what you mean, Dennis. I'm, I think I may have jumped into a comment from another conversation that you're having with one of the other guys. Um, I like, yeah, no, definitely. Screen recording for, for the win. Uh, Matt's saying hi to Aditya. Okay, good morning. Uh, does Sony have their screen recording feature as a general thing or uh, uh, and not just being in the game launcher? Uh, if I remember it correctly, I think it is present in the toggles at the top. You're able to initiate it. But in my uh, experience, at least, and I could be wrong. The only reason I say this is I, I've experienced it mostly in the gaming, uh, in the game launcher, in the game center. Uh, they've done it slightly different too. If you notice with the, what they did with the Xperia 1 and the Xperia 1 Mark II is that the new version not only includes screen recording, but it also includes 
front-facing camera in, uh, screen recording. So you're recording the gameplay. You're also including yourself in the gameplay, and you're able to move that bubble to wherever you want. So I feel like that's where it's present the most. But uh, third-party uh, screen recorders are also, there's a plethora of them running on Android uh, or in the Google Play Store. Um, good, e <laughs> good evening, good morning, and good night. No, just kidding. Uh, oh, Alfred Bay, uh, welcome. Welcome, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Do you, oh, okay, so I, I think we saw that one. Do you get to keep all of them or do you get to sell? Um, all my review units, I cannot sell. They're not mine to keep. So uh, those are always going to be basically temporary with me. And once I'm done, they have to go back to the company. And if they let me keep them for an extended amount of time, even with that point, I don't have a way of selling them. Um, the last one that I, we did the giveaway on, I think on the channel a few weeks ago or so, uh, that was one that I got. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see here. Um, that was the one that actually I got from uh, Honor uh, during CES. And um, one second. Hey. Somebody's trying to get in. Uh, somebody's trying to get in touch with me. And I'm like, I'm online. Um, and they gave me the phone to give me to give away, which was uh, I felt like really nice. It was definitely a really good thing from them to hand over. Uh, and then unfortunately, I kind of lost it in the redesign. As you, if you guys, you guys have been on the channel, you're following me for a while. Uh, beginning of this year, I kind of changed the look and the design of the uh, the actual studio over here, and that kind of changed things for me. So what happened there is uh, I got that experience. I lost uh, some things, and then as I was looking around, I found the phone. I found the phone sitting somewhere, and then lo and behold, I forgot to give it away. And I kind of teased it also last year uh, on Instagram. So short answer, I did bring it in. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Lani did receive the phone. I did get an email from her. Uh, so that one did get delivered to the Philippines. Uh, very, you know, Thankfully, uh, safe and sound. And it didn't have any problems with the customs. So I'm very happy that did ha that did actually get delivered on time and safely. Um, David, um, that's why we go. <laughs> yes, that's why we usually use earbuds. Um, Let's jump real quick. Okay, so here, Kent Rogers, uh, Kent Roger, sorry, uh, says, hey, TK, the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II is supposed to be available for delivery for consumers here in Norway within the next eight days. Kent, I may be calling you soon. Uh, <laughs> I may be asking to see if we can get it shipped from Norway because that is just ridiculous. Um, we also get the purple version and pre-order bundle with the... Uh, Kent, how, how much is it selling in the, in normal in Norway? Uh, if you don't mind, if you don't mind me asking on the pricing, because this that that is a big that is a big. I mean, if you think leap, so the U.S. won't be able to get it all the way till the end of July, but Europe is getting. Which I'm not complaining. I'm okay with it. My main thing is mostly just to be able to get, be able to basically get it here in the U.S. Sorry, let me just see real quick here. I I'm getting buzzed all over. Here. <laughs> yeah sorry uh no the person's trying to get in touch with me he's like i can see that you're online but i decided to call anyways i'm like ah. no good morning everybody i i appreciate it uh but please let me know if it is available for uh to be able to be picked up there let me just bring you guys back up on the main screen am i still sharing no i'm not yeah so i think the comments will be a little bit easier there so here um do you think it's a big too oh i think we're we're jumping in um yeah, there's a few more things going on. Uh, fully support. Okay, so uh, 
Filmic Pro fully supported Xperia 1 Mark II. Can all three rear lenses be used in Filmic Pro? I think the way Filmic Pro generally uses, you're able to activate all three. I'm not sure if it would be a really good focal length for you because you generally are basically looking at the wide angle lens, the, uh, the somewhat zoomed in. So the 16 to 24 and the 70 at the same time, maybe running it in the, in the art, I would say basically the mosaic view uh, will be functional, but I feel like it's always going to be somewhat depending on your, um, I would say on your application and on your story and the project that you're using. Um, Cinema Pro did have a lot of updates that they introduced from last year. Sorry, from last year, which I feel like are much better. But those are things that you want to be aware of. Um, Filmic Pro, I heard that it is supposed to be supporting it, but I don't have it. I don't see it available yet. I didn't get a chance to test it out, but I can I can definitely reach out to Juan Carlos. Um, and oh, yeah, so that's I think they were jumping on the other one on the other conversation. But let's talk a little bit more back again with the uh, Android 11 beta one. Uh, so the first thing and foremost, we talked about the fact that all these devices are going to be receiving them. Um, the biggest standout comments or the biggest standout features that I saw with the Xperia, well, not the Xperia, but the, with the beta one is um, Dragon Ball all the way. Uh, so we got Goku. By the way, I don't know if you guys have shown you guys. So we have Goku on one side, and then we have Vegeta on the other. So I'm not exactly just picking one team over the other. I just generally, I always, for some reason, always hold it with Goku on the front. Um, so my favorite features of, of the of the new things that came out, there's a few things that I found very, very unique. Um, a lot of people didn't really get a chance to talk much about the fact that now we, we can now use tethering over USB-C or USB Ethernet adapters. So that's something new. Uh, the ability of basically uh, using bubbles, those are also something that we haven't seen before, not incorporated with everything. But I feel like it just helps multitasking. It helps basically that organization uh, structure that you have there. Uh, one of them obviously is being the organization of the notification now. We have three different sections, conversations, uh, normal notifications, and then silent notifications. Um, I feel like the media player presence in the in the toggle section Although a great saving, I would say space saving feature, especially for smaller phones. So I chose to, to demo the uh, the beta one on, uh, I would say the smallest version of my devices because this is the, again, the Pixel 3a. Uh, and the fact that I can actually include the notification, the conversations, aggregate uh, conversations. And then of course, let's go ahead and open up YouTube music because I don't want, not that I want to play music, but I want to show you guys here. So we're going to turn it on, stop it there, bring it down. And then having the um, kind of like the notifications show up here where you get the music on the top, conversation there, uh, speaking of which, Matt Tyler's right there in that comment, uh, is very functional. And you're able to switch between the different toggles. So let's say you have two different sources of audio, you can switch between, uh, between them. Uh, you're also able to switch where your audio is playing without having to go into Bluetooth and change the source and where it's coming from. Those are actual little things that we we haven't had in the past. And I feel like those are things that we've seen OEMs uh, incorporate and do better jobs at it. And I specifically what I'm talking about is where Samsung's incorporation of the good lock functions, where they add other customizations built into that, they did a really good job providing a module within Goodlock called uh, Sound Plus, I want to say. It's actually, I could be wrong on the name. Let me double check. Uh, but yes, uh, the uh, the Sound, uh, I think it's Sound Plus. I could be wrong. No, Sound Assistant. I, I was wrong. So they incorporated Sound Assistant, which gave us the ability of controlling the volume on multiple applications, but also changing the source of where the audio is going from uh, to. So those things now present inside of Android 10, 11 Beta 1, 
I hope, I hope, I hope that Oppo keeps that feature, the ability of controlling your audio source or where it's going in there. Uh, I hope that we see that automation, that functional automation uh, option. And what I'm what we're talking about here, and let's go ahead and bring this in, we'll open it up. Uh, that's the ability of this basically here. You press and hold the power button, and now you get all your smart toggles built in right there. So two of those toggles are obviously going to be the lights in this office. I'm not going to turn them off, uh, but I'm able to jump in and basically jump into the camera. So here, this, this is me just turning on the front door camera on my on my device without in, even installing, uh, what is it called, uh, the Nest application. I'm using Android Pay from the lock screen. Those are very functional things. I feel like the lock screen, well, not the lock screen, the power menu has had mass amount of space with not that many functions added to it. So those things are definitely very nice. I, those are the things I would love to see Oppo bring in. I want to see uh, Samsung bring in even with their customizations, because right now the the presence of the modules at the bottom with Google Home, it's mostly because Google can make it work with their own proprietary software. But by the time that comes out in one UI, I can imagine all of Samsung's uh, smart things toggles are going to be in there. Samsung Pay is going to be in the middle of the screen. All of those things that we normally want to be able to get will be really nicely present there and added correctly. Um, the, the ability of editing our screenshots, the ability of actually editing or ex, uh, taking excerpts of text and doing searches in the recent app, those are things that a lot of us don't think about. But we've had those things from before, the contextual search, basically, when you highlight a certain text, and if it's a phone number, it has a little option to open up the dialer. If it's a map or an address, it'll open up the maps. And this works actually with Android 11, even in the preview function, when you're you know selecting something like, let's say, an artist's name, it'll tell you, hey, let's look up Let's look it up through Google Play Music, although you know we'll see where where Google Play Music kind of goes. Uh, but those are the things that I was looking for, and I don't know what, if you guys had a chance to check out the video. But is there a specific feature? Um, and I would love to know from what you guys are thinking is um, that you would love to see on your specific, uh, let's say on on a specific OEM, like be it LG, Sony, uh, you know, uh, OnePlus, of course, Xiaomi, uh, as well as you know, like Oppo or even Vivo. Uh, a lot of the OEMs that are trying to basically figure out what to bring in, what to keep, and how to flavor it. Because at the end of the day, you know, what we saw in that video that I showed you guys is what Google's intentions are for Android 11, uh, where uh, what OEMs decides to do with it are always going to be something that is going to be interesting to see how they flavor it. Uh, but again, I hope that the, the power menu functions stay. I hope they, even if they change it, they modify it or customize it, keep that core access to the Google Home application and automation from the lock screen. Uh, as far as Google Pay, that depends on how they want to access it. That's always going to be a different situation because we've had it before. And now it's obviously present directly in there right above the uh, the automation function. So those things I would love to be able to see. And of course, uh, include that extra feature, be able to tether using USB or Ethernet. A lot of us don't generally have those adapters, but uh, what I love about them is that because uh, the ability of actually using something like a, like here, this is the, uh, let me show you where it is. So uh, this is the Red Magic 5G, as I, if you guys have seen it before. One of the main adapters that, or main accessories that I showed you guys last week is this little option. And that's the ability of giving it internet access using, let's go ahead and do it this way, I think. Eh, I always forget. So one of the nice features was the ability of basically giving it internet access here. So this was actually more of an import than an output. With the new function of Android 10, uh, 11, this is going to be able to give us the ability of actually sharing in our internet, meaning using the 5G connection off of our smartphone and then sharing it over the USB option with the Ethernet. You can either share directly to your laptop if your laptop supports, a, a, let's say, an RJ11 uh, style connector, or even connect it to a router and then start sharing your internet through it without having to tax the power on your smartphone for Wi-Fi connectivity. 
a lot of things you could do with that. So it's definitely very nice. Uh, but again, I hope that those are those are the, some of the features that they decide to keep. Uh, but so the, again, so with Sajid's comment on this is um, where a lot of us are kind of excited about Android 10 going to Android 11. There are a lot of people that are still running Android 9.0. Um, speaking of which, I do have something that just came into the office a couple of days ago. Unfortunately, I don't have a way of sharing information too much, but I can say that it is also coming out in 2020 with Android 9. So it's something to keep in mind that Android updates, Android support needs to basically go further. Um, on Thursday, I think I did the uh, no, I did the uh, the TCL 10 Pro uh, video over on Amazon, and you know that one comes out with Android 10. In it, they they guaranteed, or at least they announced that they will be giving them uh, Android 11 as an update. But you're right, there are people out there that are still running Android 9 that haven't even seen Android 10 yet. Um, Overall, I think the differences between 10 and 11 right now are mostly in organization and multitasking, but at the core experience is very much similar. So my hope is that we'll see, and hopefully that you are going to be receiving some type of an Android 10 update, at least bringing you to the current version before the, the current version becomes the old one in a few more months. Um, Gary the Fireman, oh, okay. Uh, share experience with the beta on the Pixel 2. Does it still support the squeeze input? Yes. Um, so let's go ahead and bring it up here. And I do have voice assist. I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to check it out, but uh, let's see how I do it. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and bring up the notification. I realize I haven't used this side. So this is uh, this is going straight for Aditya. Let's go ahead and move the mouse. So you can see right there, here's the squeeze for assistance. So I can go ahead and say next. I can set this uh, configuration. I can do that later, of course. So let's go ahead and squeeze. So if, you, if you're holding it with a case, it's a little bit harder. Seems, okay. Hold, hold. So it's harder when you're holding it with a case. Just keep in mind, I'm having in the case. But yes, so the squeeze feature is still present on the beta, as well as the fact that we can swipe up from the uh, from the corner to open it up. And uh, last but not least, I think we can also use the assist here. So voice assist. Ah. Open Google. Open Twitter. Open Instagram. go home that that alone as a feature is absolutely fantastic and what i want you guys to do if you haven't had a chance to check it out if you're running and uh, i would say reasonably late uh, recent version of android so 8 9 and 10 or even 11 uh, download the application made by google called voice assist uh, you're going to be surprised on how accurate and how contextually aware this application is actually working. And I love the fact that it actually is very functional in the sense of the, I can, in the demo that I did in the video before, I didn't want to go too much here because it has a little bit of a delay where it's processing. You're able to jump into an application, an example, open up Twitter, set up a tweet, compose the tweet and send the tweet without having even actually used the numbers that show up on the screen. You can just say open Twitter, as you guys saw there. I didn't actually ask it to jump into my app drawer to find the app to open it up. A lot of these things are very new. And they're, uh, at the time that I was doing the video, I was under the impression that this was specifically for Android 11, but I then downloaded it and I actually now have it installed on my uh, here on my Galaxy S20 Ultra. Uh, speaking of which, yes, uh, here's a I know this is, it's fuzzy, but let's... Uh, Let's do, I want to show you guys my my launcher for uh, or my lock screen uh, video here. 
So this is my uh, lock screen video for my Galaxy S20 Ultra. Let's go ahead and unlock. And here's the lock, uh, the home screen thing. If you guys could see it right there, this is Goku inside of the actual uh, the Monkey Kin uh, China, Japanese uh, characters. So uh, I installed it on my Android. Uh, so here, obviously, Android 10 running on Galaxy S20 Ultra works absolutely fantastic. Uh, the only thing I would probably say is it seems to, for some reason, always want to keep the screen on. So I would definitely disable the auto launch function as well as the trigger option and only keep it in the notification so you can initiate it the way you want it. Uh, but yes, check it out. Uh, something you can definitely try on a device. It does require access, uh, accessibility uh, functions. Once you have that turned on, your phone entirely becomes voice controlled. Uh, you can ask it to compose, open applications, close. Uh, again, it, it helps a lot when your hands are busy. I'm not saying that the Google Assistant doesn't do something similar, but I feel like the Google Assistant always requires that initiation function. Once you have this on, it puts a little search bar on the top part of your display, and then it just keeps going till you tell it to basically, or you stop talking for a certain amount of time. Uh, and there are ways for it to be automated, meaning the moment your display turns on, it automatically starts when you unlock the phone. Uh, it even works on your lock screen if you give it permission. So uh, that was definitely a very nice little surprise in the Android 11 beta one uh, process as I was going through uh, that definitely permeates very nicely over to the other devices, uh, which I feel like again would work really nice. Um, Aditya had another question. Let's go ahead and bring it up here. Uh, here. Oh, so the name of the application is called Voice Assist. So let me go ahead and bring it up here. I'm sorry, not Voice Assist, Voice Access, my mistake. Yeah, so it's called Voice Access. It's present on the Google Play Store. Uh, you'll notice that it's also made by Google. Um, just download it and install it. And then once you go through the installation process, give it the permissions that it needs. There's accessibility image because it does need to draw over your display. Once you have that done, it's easy to, uh, to use. And uh, literally, it's like you can even ask it to scroll pages, uh, open up things. But just, again, keep in mind, don't give it permission to turn on all the time because it will try to keep your display on. So there is some battery concerns there. Uh, disable the auto turn on, uh, unlock screen, and then just have it initiate every time you click it in the notification panel. It'll be easy. Um, otherwise, if you do want to use the other options, turn on whichever one you you feel like will work best. I, I was just mostly sharing with you guys because I installed it and I have it running on both my devices and I did not disable that feature at all. Uh, sorry, so we saw so somebody brought up the ROG phone too. So let's see, let's, uh, Sam here. Uh, Asus ROG Phone 2 Android 11, any uh, any information on that? So the ROG Phone 2, so I have the Tencent edition, just a kind of a point of reference. I have the Chinese variant of the ROG Phone 2. I did not buy the US variant. At least the Chinese variant, I, I was very happy to see that Android 10.0 did really get released on it. In theory, it should receive Android 12, uh, sorry, Android 11 without any problem. Is it going to receive it in the timeline of everybody else, meaning the moment Android 11 is available? I can say that Android... 10 was not available on this phone till I would say maybe April, uh, April, May, April, uh, sorry, March, April timeline. So that was about maybe six or seven months later. And I would assume that that's going to be where it comes out. My understanding at the time is that there was no, no indication there was going to be a one version of Android upgrade. Most manufacturers support their devices for up to two. Uh, being that it is not going to be obviously the the first version of it, so the ROG Phone three is going to be coming out later this year. Uh, those are going to be, you know, just expect that there is going to be a generational slight delay, but you should be able to expect Android eleven, not a problem there. Uh, yes. Uh, so can it drain your battery more? So Gregory, uh, Greg, sorry. Um, 
because it's an accessibility type of service and it's sitting there waiting for you to talk to it all the time, it is keeping a certain part of the UI and the system running all the time. Yes. Those are the reasons why I mentioned this to disable those auto features that kick in with the screen. So unless you really need it to be functional on the lock screen with, uh, for voice access, I wouldn't necessarily do that. And I'm actually, I'm, let me do that. I'll, I'll, I'll probably be making a video on this one, a uh, more in-depth video uh, this week for you guys to kind of go through what are the features for it. But the short answer is if you have everything on the way it comes out out of the box, meaning when you first install the app and you just leave all the settings on, yes, there's a uh, it, it basically keeps your display on a little bit more. So it's more sensitive to that. And it'll generally end up being a little bit more of a battery drain on your system. If you disable the, uh, the lock screen, uh, the auto initiation, and even just the pill, and just again, keep it as a notification uh, option, meaning you have to actually, so an example would be here. Let me just unlock the phone. And on the phone, all you end up doing, basically, you have to swipe down. Let me go and bring it down. Too many notifications. Uh, da, da, da. And then I actually have to basically go in and click the notification. And then it automatically starts everything. And you can see, see it right there. When I do that, then that becomes more functional. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it started to listen. Google was being efficient. Uh, and that should not be a problem. I don't think that'll be a problem as far as battery concerns. Uh, we already talked about this one. Um, I own a Pixel 2 XL. Is it worth upgrading to the Pixel 3 XL? I can't afford the Pixel 4. Um, the Pixel 2 XL and the Pixel 3 XL had a big difference in the camera performance. I feel like the Pixel 3 line of, of I would say, you know, Google devices started the shift in image processing, better, better sensors. Uh, the Pixel 4 is worth it only if you feel like you need to have that dual sensor for the zooming function, because you have that second sensor there. I still think the Pixel 3 XL is worth it. And again, the 845 is not a slouch. It should be able to handle really good um, all of the new things that we're getting there. And of course, you know you're going to be receiving Android 11, so you'll run much better as far as, you know, latest and greatest as far as the operating system and still have the really uh, pretty good hardware. You just don't have some of the aesthetics that we got. We don't have the higher refresh rate. We don't have wireless charging. Uh, but again, I feel like the 3XL is definitely a champ. Uh, so I would definitely go with that one, better display and bigger battery uh, if you're able to pick that up. Uh, if you can't go to the Pixel 4, although if you wait a little bit till the Pixel 5 comes out, there's a good chance the Pixel 4 poor XL price will drop as well, which may get a little bit more uh, appealing, I hope in the future. Um, so um, your thoughts on the upcoming Xperia 5 Mark II, is it worth the wait uh, for probably about 900 price point or is it uh, cheaper to get the Xperia 5 right now? After I, I So after playing with the Xperia 1 Mark II, I have to say that the shift in design language, uh, what we saw there, they learned from the Xperia 5 on from last year and they shifted the camera modules to the left, although some people would still prefer them in the middle. I feel like if you can wait, I would wait for the Mark II, for the Xperia 5 Mark II, mostly because the better optics, the wireless charging, and of course, we're going to have that headphone jack back. So there's a lot of things there that I feel like if I have to pick between the two right now, the Xperia 5 will be cheaper. It still has the, a lot of good things into it. Um, the fingerprint sensor is definitely much better than what we saw with the Xperia 1 last year. It's a smaller form factor, 1080p panel, battery will last you definitely longer. Um, as long as Sony does bring in some of those features that we saw the Xperia 1 Mark II, I want to see the Game Center come in. I want to see Camera Pro. I want to see the new Cinema Pro come in. I think then it's worth it. But I feel like there may be some hardware dependency, specifically with the HS Power Control, that we won't see on the Xperia 5 as a feature. It'll have to basically be coming in directly with the Mark II. Um, 
I think the Mark II is worth it. I think for the features that it's going to offer, it'll be that baby version that we expect since we saw it last year. And it'll give us all the benefit minus the 4K display and obviously the slightly bigger battery on a smaller form factor Xperia in the US. And, but it still will be running some of the latest uh, specifications. Like it'll be the H65. It'll have wireless charging, headphone jack, the DAC, all of those things. So for that, I feel like I think you should probably, if you can, uh, wait for the Mark II. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be coming out because of since we kind of saw the Mark One or the, sorry the the Xperia One Mark Two has been delayed all the way till middle of the year, so July timeframe. Uh, that could also be a kind of a, a roll down or may impact the Xperia Five Mark Two uh, delayed maybe to later in the year, maybe around Christmas time. So it depends on how long you can wait. But the Xperia Five, in my opinion, I think is still a great device from what it offers. Uh, form factor functionality running android 10.0 latest and greatest and you know we'll definitely be able to see android 11 in the near future uh no word from sony on that one which i'm, I'm hoping to reach out to them as well um ah, i didn't mean to jump over there so greg's asking a real quick question on the uh pixel 4 xl twerp i haven't had a chance to to i didn't really mod uh my pixel 4 xl this year um mostly because of the solely functionality i've had so just to kind of give you guys a heads up if you're if you're big into android uh modding and, and development and so on you want to be aware of a couple of things whenever you mod a device uh first and foremost you need to unlock the bootloader doing so in certain situations uh, damages certain core functions sony was notorious for for years in the past where if you unlock the device uh you you lost drm functionality you can watch uh you know drm content on your smartphone uh, one thing that didn't happen this year, or at least it, it, I've saw, I've seen, with the uh, developer preview on Android 11, uh, that the solely chips start uh, stop functioning. So the gesture control stopped working on some Pixel devices. So for the most part, I haven't really touched it. To, to kind of answer your question, uh, Greg, I'm pretty sure there should be able to, there should be some uh, Twerp uh, builds for the Pixel 4 XL. Uh, let me know what you're trying to do, or at least what your what your goal is. If, if you're trying to change operating system, obviously that'll be the main goal. You want to install it, um, but if you're just doing it, uh, setting it up to be able to do backups and restore, uh, those are also functional. If you guys are not familiar, um, custom recoveries on Android uh, give you some. I would say kind of like power tools uh, just to be able to do things on your device on top of the fact, obviously the ability of resetting, cleaning cache, uh, cleaning a cache or basically wiping cache, not cleaning it and uh, installing uh, custom ROMs. They also give you the ability of doing a backup and restore, but this is a true backup and restore where you're literally taking an entire image, making like an ISO image of your entire drive not an ISO, but essentially creating that type of a backup so that in case you do have any problems in the future, you can literally hit reset and restore everything as if nothing happened. And I'm talking not everything down to the files, to the games, to save data, all of that stuff. Uh, but Greg, uh, I didn't get a chance to play around much with the uh, with the Pixel 4 XL, but I'm pretty sure they had one. There's Those are one of the first devices to get them because those are generally big development devices for smartphones. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Nobody's mentioning Siri awkward. <laughs> hey, man, we didn't mention Alexa or, ah, um, oh man, what is it called? Um, I want to, so I, so their version, I think, is called Celia. Yeah, no, it is. It's Celia. It's Celia. Um, yeah, so, okay, this is me kind of going out, and I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it. So I know most people kind of like, hey, how many, how many, pix how many P40s do you have? I have a P40 and a P40 Pro and a P40 Pro Plus loners but they are in the they're in the office at the same time but i do have celia installed here so it's like hey celia 
Hey, Celia. I think, I think, I think Siri answered, not Celia. Um, that name super, super close. If you, if you have an iOS device and you get a Huawei device that includes their assistant, you're going to go crazy calling one and both answering always, always a crazy thing. But yes, nobody mentioned Siri at all in this conversation. Um, hi, is there a release for the Xperia pro? I should, it should be a fantastic, uh, specifically for Sony alpha users. So Xperia pro and the Xperia one Mark II both were announced at the same time, right? So back in February, we saw the same trailer. We saw the different information. I think there was a couple of slides that I saw on it. Uh, the Pro is intended to be more of, um, and I think that's what the comment that, that's coming in in the uh, as far as the live stream is This is going to be more of a Sony Alpha experience. It's intended to be more uh, a companion tool. It's support. It's going to support 5G in the U.S. Sounds like it's going to be mostly Verizon and the uh, as overall, but it's also supporting an HDMI in opposite of what we normally see on a smartphone, which generally supports external display, which makes it, makes it sound or look to be more of an accessory for Sony alphas, for Sony cameras, to be more of providing the 5G connectivity in the US to also provide you the ability of streaming off of it. So it's more of a centralized smart hub for your content that you want to produce either out of the, the device also bring it out over to, let's say, you know, from a camera from a Sony alpha, like an a7 III, or even cinema cameras, depending on where you are. Um, no word from Sony. My the the, uh, the hint that I got from it was it's soon. I'm not sure what soon means. Uh, it, we're already roughly in the middle of June. We know that they're pretty much uh, focusing solely on releasing the Xperia One Mark II, uh, and now it sounds like the Xperia One Mark II is going to be available in Norway in a week in purple. Which I I may be canceling my pre-order and going straight to Norway. Um, so those are things that you want to keep in mind. So that really really cool things. Uh, so I'm hoping that it'll be sometime in July. And if it does get it released, keep in mind, again, having it exclusive with Verizon will limit the, I would say, the availability for most users, unless you're on Verizon and you're using it for that specific use case. I feel like it is definitely going to be a pro tool, accessory for smartphones, meaning content creation, content consumption is going to be great. Um, and from what we've seen before, it's going to be sh sharing a lot of similar hardware with the Xperia 1 Mark II, with the exception of obviously supporting the 5G, the millimeter wave 5G technology, as opposed to where the uh, Mark II in the US won't support, um, other than, will only support, um, I think if, if I remember correctly, it will only support uh, 4G LTE on all the carriers. Um, Interesting question. So um, here we have a uh, question coming in is which one would you pick between the X2, the Find X2 Pro or the OnePlus 8 Pro? Um, so here's the, the the challenge that I'm having with both of these devices. Um, when I use the when I use both of them, they're both super fast. From a UI standpoint, the display both support high refresh rate, uh, and they both support basically the QHD resolution with 120 hertz. So there's no question there. Both of them are using very similar panels. Uh, the punch hole camera presence is a little bit different, but that's just aesthetics. Uh, when it comes down to picking between one over the other, I feel like um, I think it's just it comes down to what you're looking for. Do you do you value faster charging because the Find X2 Pro definitely has a much faster charging technology with the split battery technology that we have in there, where OnePlus stuck with the 30 watt charge and the the Warp, the, the Warp 30T, and then of course now we have the uh, the Warp 30W wireless charging that we have built in. So it's a hard sell between the two. It depends on what you're comfortable with. I think both are offering us a lot of options. Both are going to be releasing the beta in the near future. So I think OnePlus released their first. Oppo is going to be releasing theirs very soon as well. Um, I think aesthetically. 
uh, from a design standpoint, I feel like the X2 Pro works better. And I feel like I would pick that one mostly just for the design. Uh, because again, how many phones do you know that have, even if it is vegan leather, leather as far as a backing? Um, now, as far as overall, like new features and things that came out, I still believe that the, I think OnePlus offers us a lot more when it comes to basically wireless charging, you know, reverse wireless charging as well. And of course, that you're also supporting uh, some really good updates on both devices. They both support like latest update. They're running the latest version of Android. Um, in the US, I feel like OnePlus will definitely do a little bit better. So if you live in the US, I would probably say the OnePlus 8 Pro. Um, but if you're international or global, I feel like it's a toss up. I think both will offer you a great experience. Um, although I feel like the charging speed that we have on the OnePlus, uh, on the X, Find X2 Pro is just so crazy from zero to 100 in literally like 46 minutes. Um, even the OnePlus 8 Pro, which has a slightly bigger battery, takes a little like one minute over an hour to, fill out, to fully charge it. So it's a toss up, I would say, but it's mostly depending on the on the market. In the US right now, I feel like OnePlus does a lot better. Uh, and of course, uh, with 5G support, because the uh, 5G support in the US is uh, primarily on the OnePlus. Um, here. What tool are you using to highlight comments? It's really good. Appreciate your work. Uh, so I, there's a, uh, the service that we use, I think Juan Carlos Bagnell and myself uh, use for the show is called StreamYard. Uh, StreamYard uses something similar to what Google's uh, native streaming service runs, but it does it in a, such a much more organized way. And it's also optimized to work with multiple uh, channels. So meaning if I want to broadcast this video to Twitter as well as YouTube at the same time without having to have two separate things running at the same time, feeding into the same uh, audio and video equipment at the same time, uh, this does it much better. So StreamYard is a site. You subscribe to it. It's a monthly subscription fee. There is a free version. Uh, if you guys haven't used it before, uh, I think uh, Juan Carlos uses it as well as Sam and uh, Matt use it on their on their show. And it just adds a watermark, I want to say, right there. So where, where you see my logo sitting right there, this little section right there, there's usually something called StreamYard. And on the right side of my stream, um, you guys are able to basically see, um, I don't know if I can show it to you. So here, let's see here. Yeah, I know. TK is doing Inception. Eh, let's bring it in. So, uh, Jesse, just hopefully you can see that. You can see the comment sitting here on the right side. That blue comment is you. So when I highlight it and unhighlight it, I'm just creating. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to. If anybody had, a, had any, any problems with that one, I do apologize. I did not mean to make it look so bad. Hope, hopefully that answered your question, Jesse. Um, oh, here. Should I get the P40, uh, the P40 Pro Plus? Is it worth purchasing? Uh, I feel like right now, with the exception of the Zoom functionality, it, uh, also as a side note, the P40, the P40, ah, the P40 Pro Plus um, is heavier than the P40 Pro, so there's a weight difference. It does support uh, 40 watt wireless charging, so if that's important, I would say that's important. I would definitely go for that. If you don't necessarily need the optical zoom that is built in, the true 10x optical zoom built in right now, I feel like the the P40 Pro will definitely do the job. And of course, uh, other than that, they share a lot of same aesthetical um, you know information. I think the internal storage is also the other difference. 512 on the Pro Plus where you only get 256, but both of them support the Huawei Nano memory. So you can expand memory on both of them. So keep that in mind. Um, Sorry, in the short amount of time that I've had the P40 Pro Plus, I have to say that uh, I think mostly the aesthetics that I like about it is obviously is just, it feels different. The material on the back here is um, ceramic. So this is definitely very different. I haven't had devices ever since um, the, um, 
the essential phone where they've used ceramic as a backing on the device. So for me, this is unique. Uh, of course, the fact that it has 40 watt charger, although I don't have that charger yet, uh, but we'll see. Uh, it, it really depends on what you value as features. I feel like the P40 Pro, uh, plus, the P40 Pro offers a lot of the features that you see on the Pro Plus with the exception of the wireless charging up to 40 as opposed to 27. And the, of course the 10X zoom and the, uh, I think the wire, not the wireless charging, but the the internal storage doubling in internal storage there. Bixby's, <laughs> okay, Matt. Uh, Matt's trying to throw in every single assistant. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of Bixby. I, I don't mean to knock it down. I, I do understand that it is natively baked in, installed, and running here. But I, I go very, I do a very good job every time I get it. To, every time I get a Samsung to disable all those functions, um, I just feel like it works. I'm. I mean, I was talking with my son earlier this morning, you know, he's asking me about if we had any Amazon assistants in the house. And I said, I do, I have one, it's sitting behind where you guys are sitting for me. Uh, and I use it mostly as a, as a, uh, as a notification clock for my deliveries. And obviously as a time, and I can ask questions if I want to automate things through it for ordering. But for the most part, I'm generally a uh, Google home uh, kind of an ecosystem. So I prefer using devices that support it. Uh, that's why whenever I like, you know, whenever Google introduces new functions, new things that make it work better on the lock screen with Android 11, I'm always for that because anything that simplifies and it makes things easier. I mean, even with the uh, that little smart display that you guys see here in the back, oh, if I can take Matt's, sorry, Matt. Uh, it, you can see right there that little uh, box right there. This is a Google Home, uh, Home, uh, sorry, Nest Home now. I guess they changed the name. Uh, it has toggles, it has controls for automation, it has everything that you want, and it works really good. So I like the way things are and the integration into Android. So it's always, always one of my favorite things to see. Um, hey, TK, greetings from Spain. Hey, hola. Uh, how well is the battery performance on the Xperia 1 Mark II? So the Xperia 1 Mark II has a slightly bigger battery than what we saw last year. We have obviously still the 18 watt power delivery charger that comes in the box. It does support up to 21 watt power delivery, just as a reference, if you have something that's stronger. Um, the the best way to explain it, at least from the numbers that I was able to run, um, we got the, uh, essentially, so I started at about 6 a.m. in the morning, 100% battery. Uh, at the end of the day, I got about four and a half hours worth of screen on time with about 15% left at 10 p.m. So that's a general reference of, and that wasn't during the honeymoon phase. So I would say this is during the, at almost like kind of closer to the end of the, uh, the uh, time I had with it, where I was using it when I had all my accounts set up, I had all my games installed. I've already gone through all the heavy, uh, heavy lifting kind of experience. And it's more of a general use. Uh, so battery life is okay. I don't think it's the best. The battery, again, it's a 4,000 milliamp battery. I wish they would have gone slightly bigger, but when we consider that we went from 3,300 to 4,000, to, to 4, it's still an improvement. Uh, battery health is a very big thing for Sony. So, you know, when we consider battery life, we also need to consider battery health. They're built, they've built in certain system, uh, I think like presets and functions that enable you to actually know the battery health and make sure that when you're charging, even though you're not charging at the fastest rate, you're prolonging the battery life on your device. So it should be able to last you a lot longer. Uh, so I would say it's actually about average, not, not the worst, not the best. Uh, four and a half hours on LTE with a 4K display, watching some videos and playing some games, I think it's still reasonable. We have to keep in mind that, again, this is a 4K panel that can actually uh, pump out uh, basically and cinema-wide movie, the experience of watching movies on it is just fantastic. And the front-facing speakers, very, very nice. So very happy with that one. Uh, zero to 146 minutes, man. 
No. So they're, they're not going. Yeah. So I think if, if we look at it, any device that supports that level of charging speed, um, a little bit of a spoiler alert, the, uh, the Red Magic 5G does support super fast charging as well. Uh, so if you've never used that one before, the 55 watt charger that is uh, sold from, uh, uh, well, sorry, Red Magic or Nubia, uh, will get the device go from zero to 100 on that 4500 milliamp battery in about 42 minutes. So crazy. Uh, and I say that because I actually, yeah, you guys can't see it, but I did the numbers on this. And I, I, it'll be in that video that I push out very soon. Um, let's work quick here. TK Seption. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry about that, Aditi. I, I, I'm worried. Uh, I think I'm taking my tokens better. I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think about sharing it at the same time. But yeah, it did the whole zoom, zoom effect. Maybe that's how we'll end the video. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> Inception appreciation for. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it with the super chat on that one. I totally did not think that through. I clicked the button, and then when I saw it, I'm like, I don't know how to do it. No. Uh, it is definitely very cool, uh, but kind of sharing you, you know, the view that I see when I'm talking to you guys. Uh, the one thing I do wish that uh, StreamYard would do that I did not get a chance to see with where we did have it with Google is the ability of popping up the notifications so that I don't have to run the stream in two different windows. Because for me to be able to see your comments and interact with them the way I normally interact, I have to be in StreamYard, uh, and I don't want to basically move the window somewhere else to be able to have to do that. So that's the only reason why that it comes up that way for me. But again, thank you very much, Gary, and always appreciate your support here and, of course, uh, in the community over on Discord with Juan Carlos's uh, team there. Um, ah, yeah, definitely appreciate it, dude. Always, always. Um, just wanted to know whether it's worth to get the 8 Pro or wait for the 8T Pro. Uh, right now, with what we've seen, with uh, if if we use history as an example, we we can always obviously bank or at least uh, appreciate what the OnePlus has to offer. The 8T will more than likely bring in a feature that'll be unique, which will end up basically being the standard in the eight, uh, the nine Pro, or the nine, uh, the nine and the nine Pro. Um, it's not going to be a big enough difference to for it to justify waiting for it. What I would what I would recommend for you to do this: if you're able to pick up the eight Pro with the higher RAM, make sure you get the highest version of that. It will still outperform whatever the base model is of the eight T, because that's how it ended up working last year with the seven Pro and the seven T. Um, the 7T Pro and the 7 Pro. I ran a comparison between the two where the 7T uh, Pro started at, I think was it eight or 10 gigs? Uh, I think it was eight gigs of RAM. The 12 gig eight, uh, 7 Pro outperformed it because it had more RAM. So those are the things you want to keep in mind. So get the better configuration, get the system that you'd be comfortable with. And I really don't think that, uh, at least from a generational point of view, if you're able to wait for the 8T Pro, go for it. If you can't, I don't think the 8 Pro is a bad deal. I think it's a great device. Uh, both the 8 and the 8 Pro are supporting 90 hertz, uh, 90 frames per second gameplay within Fortnite, 60 frames per second gameplay in PUBG. Uh, overall, it's not going to be a disappointment, uh, but just make sure you get your storage capacity that you're happy with. So definitely very cool there. Um, oh, <laughs> Matt, Matt following up with another super chat right after, uh, right after Gary. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate, you know, that that's going to help a lot with the, uh, since I'm going to be, it looks like I'm going to be ordering my uh, Xperia 1 Mark II straight from Norway. So <laughs> all of those will definitely be supporting the channel. I appreciate that. Thank you very much to everybody there. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I am definitely going to be looking into, um, so the thing that intrigued me, not, it wasn't even the fact that it's available earlier. It's the fact that he said it's going to, they're selling or they're pre-ordering the purple one. So 
I will be looking for that, and we'll see definitely how that one goes. Um, golden flow, uh, flow, flower, flower, okay, like quickly. Hey TK, um, so I pre-ordered pre the Xperia One Mark II because it seemed like an uh, it, it's okay. Uh, incorporate incorporate everything that I value: performance, display, no notch. Uh, they definitely didn't try to play that game there, and great audio and camera. Did you get the same impression? That's the main reason why every time I talk about the Xperia One Mark II, uh, my face lights up. I am always smiling. I'm always excited about it, and I was very very sad to have to return my review unit back. Uh, it's a very, in a very small way to say this, but it's ticking off all the right boxes. It's by far not the best device on the market. As I said, there are certain things we always kind of appreciate, obviously, what Sony's doing for us. Uh, but I feel like what they've done with the Mark II, the, the sensors that we have here, the three, different, the three different focal lengths that we have, the upgrades that we saw with the uh, Cinema Pro, the Camera Pro, the Headphone Jack, uh, the HS Power Control, uh, the gaming experience, all of those things. And of course, with Motion Blur, that in, you know, again, 4K display giving you an almost 90 hertz experience is definitely very appreciated. So one of the reasons why I'm very sold on this and I cannot wait for it to come out. And again, my only thing is I just want to be able to pick it up in purple uh, if I can. And if not, you know, I will be more than happy to use the US version of it. Very, very happy with it. Um, so Matt saying, I want to get that ma Red Magic 5G. Unfortunately, it can't seem to be. Uh, oh, so it isn't available. So there's they're starting to release more different versions. Double check Amazon. I was surprised to find out that it actually sells in the US. The Amazon US store has a Nubia seller. I'm hoping that's the original Nubia that is selling the Red Magic 5G, including the 55 watt charger. So uh, even though Nubia may not have it on their main site, I will double check and see what Amazon's doing. There's a lot of people that like to bring those in for, for sure. Um, oh, <laughs> up to John. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's even better than the original Inception. Oh man, I didn't realize that little that little thing. I'm I'm glad that it was entertaining. I it's honestly really happy that you guys like that. Uh, it was totally like I said, total coincidence. But thank you for the super chat. Always appreciated. Thank you guys hanging out with me all the time. Um, more like making the party more. <laughs> swear to God, you know, next time I'll start the uh, next Saturday. I'm going to start the sh uh, the live the live feed in that view and see how many people get shocked. They're like, "What happened? Where's TK?" <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no, for sure. Um, oh, Shahad, um, Sahabas, sorry, Sahabas. Hopefully, I'm saying it correctly. Um, in Android 11 Beta One, they uh, they missed the internal audio recording in native screen recorder. Uh, is there any chance that they can add that in the final release? Uh, at this point, at this, yes. I think that's one of the things that they needed to basically uh, get a chance to fix it. I, we we see that the UI is being improved. So they're trying to make it more of a standard uh, as part of the system UI. And again, this is beta one. So just keep in mind, they can definitely fix it a lot better in beta two. And I'm anticipating at least three betas before we get to the final. So where we had four uh, developer previews uh, before, and that was mostly because they had the delay in beta one being released. We should be able to see uh, a lot of these things fixed uh, as far as the audio. They won't release it if it's not supported correctly. So I wouldn't worry, but I'm, I'm hoping that they do keep that as actually a feature that we can see in the future. Oh, Sam, I <laughs> love the pot. Definitely good to invest it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Sam. Always, always appreciate it. And 
Uh, and please make sure to check out Sam and Matt's uh, Beyond the Podcast uh, tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'll be retweeting it, obviously, on Instagram, well, not Instagram, on Facebook. And they actually have now their own page. And uh, I think they're also starting to host their um, their podcast, as I think Matt was mentioning before. They're going to be on uh, on Spotify, right? And I'm assuming you guys are also going to try to go with some of the other ones, like Apple, uh, iTunes, and I think Apple uh, Podcasts, as well as Google. Uh, but let me, let us know. I'm happy that you guys are having your own page now, and it's, it's set. Um, the roof, the roof is. <laughs> oh, Gary, Gary, and Matt are just having fun. Way too much fun this morning, man. Uh, oh man, right here. So, uh, which app? Oh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not a big. I do use MacBooks, but I'm not big as far as like the the some of the new improvements. Um, I for, I'm still running the uh, I think it was like last year's the last version of the 15.6 inch MacBook Pro uh, with Touch Bar and uh, with all of the things going on with Apple I feel like you know Apple will be Apple Apple will release things uh, I think the iPhone SE 2020 was a great improvement and an upgrade uh, an update to the original iPhone SE uh, but I'm I'm hoping to see more. Uh, you know, in the, on the sense of what PlayStation has to offer, what Xbox has to offer, and of course, what Android has to bring for us. Uh, I can't wait for the Pixel 4a to come out. I want to see how, I mean, we saw the leaks, we saw the videos, but it's still something to be, you know, to see how it works. Does it even hold, uh, you know, does it hold the same level of experience that we got with the with the first one? Price point is going to be about $399, but again, still no word on when, when it's releasing, and we're already middle of June, so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Aditya, um, <laughs> you DJs in the college. Oh my God. Yes. You guys are kidding. Uh, oh, cool. So Sam said that he did submit it. So that, yeah, so that'll take about a day or so. Uh, that would be basically the best way to say it. Google will probably come out uh, at the same time as Apple. And I think, uh, you can also try pocket casts. I think that's, if I remember correctly, they also host their big, um, pocket uh, podcast uh, application. And it's also really good to submit to them. You have to submit to them directly. So, uh, but it's good. The show is picking up. And I think uh, I saw some more comments also. We're getting some more people. And hopefully we'll get some more people on the actual show. Uh, oh, man, that wallpaper that crashed the Samsung phones. Mr. Who's the Boss? Uh, Arun uh, talked about it, mentioned the whole video. Can you elaborate? Um, so I, I watched this video. I didn't really spend that much time on it. Uh, and I didn't. I mean, so the short answer, if you haven't seen the video, uh, kind of give you guys a preview on it. Uh, this the a certain picture with a certain color profile that's built into it, not sRGB, but a specific color profile that is built to this image. Even when it's natively taken, will crash Android, and it's something to do with the with the Android operating system. And it doesn't affect every manufacturer the same way. Um, but I recommend you checking out the video from Harun, uh, Mr. Who's the Boss, sorry, uh, and uh, just seeing basically an interesting phenomenon that a picture that can actually do that much damage, specifically when you set it as a wallpaper. Although there are different ways of fixing it. If, uh, I think he kind of mentioned a few ways of basically uploading into an online service and download, downloading it, changing the profile over to sRGB does actually uh, fix the problem. But it is very unique to see something like that. And I hope that we are able to get a quick uh, either security patch update or something into Android that fixes it. Because uh, I can imagine, you know, if knowing, he, I mean, obviously he was testing it for the video, but he, I mean, he intentionally set it as a wallpaper, knowing what it could do. And it did actually do what, it's, what, he, what he said it was going to do. So that was very cringing and uh, challenging for me to watch because I felt like he had to go through a lot to be able to produce that video. Uh, 
the reasoning behind it, I think it's definitely a vulnerability within Android that even though we cannot technically display those colors with that color profile, there should not be a reason why the system needs to crash that hard where they, it would not let you in, no response, you can't log into it anymore, happening just by setting a wallpaper. But it is very unique. I, I wish this was uh, something. I mean, we're, it's not getting uh, enough coverage, actually, if you think about it, uh, just to be accounted. Uh, it's very strange weather today. Uh, storms. Oh, I'm interested. So you guys are getting some. So we're we're getting nice weather actually here in Southern California. It's nice, te medium temperatures, about 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so it's more like around the 20s, around 2024, 20, 25. Uh, I would say it's cooler. It's cooler than average for us here in the U. Uh, at least on on the West Coast. I think Sam, Sam, Sam's weather may be a little bit different than where it's going on with us here. Um, here, so Malilika. Um, Hey, I, good morning. I'm looking to switch over to Android. What tips do I need to make the jump? Um, and also, which phone should it, shall I look into? Um, so Molly, I'm assuming you're thinking of coming into, there's only really two, not that many uh, systems, but if you're coming in from an iOS device over to Android, um, I would recommend just looking into something that you're looking as far as the price point. I would that would that would be basically the first one. If you're going with a carrier, uh, see if you're able to pick up a good promotion on an Android device. Most devices on the carriers right now are obviously going to be more mid to high tiers. Uh, you're not going to be able to get a lot of the uh, unlocked devices. If you're looking to pick up your own device, I you know and in the U.S. Uh, I'm not sure where you are. Uh, I would jump into something like a OnePlus. OnePlus is actually pretty good. Uh, Samsung does a decent as far as the, the performance, although their pricing is a little bit higher. Um, LG in the US also, the V60 is doing really good from, from a price point, about $799, but still giving you that really good experience from the cameras, the audio, and the performance there. Uh, Sony is around $1,200, so it's a little bit higher, but it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, but as far as transition, Almost every manufacturer has a uh, an import function, like an application that brings in all your data, so your videos, your pictures, your text messages, your call logs, and so on, over from an old device to the new one. So just use the native, uh, you know, uh, backup and restore functionality that's built in, and I think you'll be okay. Hopefully, that kind of answers it there. Um, what kind of TV would be optimal for, uh, optimal for the uh, for the PS5? So at this point, I think it, we're talking about high refresh rate, like at least you know 140, 120 hertz, um, and of course HDR supporting 4K. It, if you're able to go higher, obviously go higher. But I think at this point that it's going to have to be something gaming experience, right? Um, at the beginning of the video, I kind of uh, showed a, vi a, a video or a, like an image of the. Um, I think the Samsung uh, Odyssey G9 monitor that literally looked like was designed by the same people that designed the PS5. Uh, and it's a gaming monitor, ultra wide, 49 inch, 144 hertz, 240 hertz refresh rate. Uh, sorry, not 144, uh, 1440p with a 240 hertz refresh rate. So that I feel like would be, in my opinion, that would be like the nice where you can get everything to match kind of thing. Um, Marshall um, on the show on oh so uh, Matt's letting us know that Trenton Marshall is going to be on the show on Sunday the twenty eighth of June, so that's not next so it's not this week or next week that's the last Sunday of June, um, and uh, and he will be joined by Jason Lewis as well. Uh, painfully honest tech, and <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's it's one thing to be able to get notifications on your phone, and I need to de to, to disable some of them. Um, so Aditya, kind of good, good, good comment right there. Go Google Pixel 4 XL. Yeah, actually, I forgot to mention that one. Uh, definitely really good. The 3A XL, uh, waiting for the 4A to come out as well. 
uh, always, always good. The Pixel will not disappoint uh, from the sense of just overall, especially with the ever since the Pixel 4, 4, uh, 4XL, the the shift in performance on the Pixel device has been so much better from aesthetics, uh, performance, wireless charging, uh, the, you know, battery life, uh, higher refresh rate displays, a lot of things going on there. So you would not be disappointed. And those are unlocked, which makes them really cool to be able to handle because you don't have to worry about basically carrier bloat or whatever. You just get exactly what you're expecting. And with Pixels, you always get the updates first. So that's one thing to keep that in mind. Oh, man, so much. Uh... Oh man! Uh, so Guillermo's Ortiz says it's three a.m. in Shanghai, and I can't sleep already. Sunday. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. That's right. So it's twelve, no, three a.m. So, wow, that is quite. Yeah. So it's Sunday, man. Hey, good morning. Uh, thank you for hanging out, man. Thank you, hanging out, uh, Molly. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it, dude. And then thank you, thanks, Adidia, of course. Uh, here, um, what phone do you and your family use right now? Um, for me, I. Uh, the main I, I run usually two devices, so there's always going to be the main device that is generally just like the, I would say the personal information type of things going on, and that's generally a Samsung right now because of what I've set up. Um, I think at some point, once I'm stop, when I stop playing around with the uh, the eight Pro with doing things to it, I'll probably be shifting over to that. Uh, but I think with the uh, within this next few days, uh, I have the uh, Pixel, sorry, the uh, Huawei P40 Pro Plus. That'll be uh, my next focus on that. I need to do a video for that. Um, and then generally, for the most part, I go between you know Pixel, Samsung, generally, and then of course, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I have a few Honor phones. So I have a few Honor phones. So we we generally divide. It's not one manufacturer around the house, uh, but we don't have iOS devices. Even though I use an iPhone uh, for work. For day job stuff, um, I don't have a actually like a daily driver device that is an iPhone, um, and I do have uh, you know just generally basically you know whatever the new version with new phone that I'm working on. So if I'm reviewing the P, the P40, that'll be my second device, and then a week after that, as I'm working on other devices, it'll shift over to that. Hopefully that answered that question there. Um, so if you're coming from the iPhone 11, uh, yes, the Pixel 4 XL I think will definitely be a great option. I think you'll get the the experience of the the bigger display, the higher refresh rate, and the really good camera. So I think that'll be definitely a really good option, Molly. Um, yeah. So here, Aditya is kind of going in with that one. Can you tell me something about the ARM chipset that Apple is planning to use with the upcoming MacBooks? Um, I, I started to read into that. I haven't had a chance to spend too much time into uh, what's going on in development there. And on, uh, but I, I hope to, if I have some more information, I'll try to post some of it on now on on uh, Twitter for you guys. Uh, but hit me up a little bit later on. I haven't really. I I don't want to speak too much on it, mostly because I, it's the, the whole Apple wanting to shift away from using uh, specific Intel based uh, you know processors to be able to shift more in house, trying to shift away and trying to do what they're doing with iPhones for their for their PCs. Is, is something that we need to kind of keep in mind that um, it's great from a development standpoint. It's great when they are able to control the hardware and the software the way they do it on iPhones and not to have to depend on other third parties for their processing uh, power. So those are things that are always going to be beneficial for Apple. How quickly they're able to, to do a pivot away from Intel to be able to give themselves uh, the, the full power on that one, I think it's going to be, uh, that's something that we need to kind of wait and see. So I don't know enough. Uh, as to the the aesthetics, what the plans are, but we'll hopefully we'll we'll find out more. Uh, Aditya, get a dragon plan. <laughs> hey, hey, man! Welcome back! Welcome back! Um, 
I think he actually got something back and forth on that one. Okay, so I think that was mostly what I had for 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 I think the things that I were. Let me double check. Actually, I think there was a couple more things I wanted to talk. So we talked about the Android beta uh, Odyssey. Oh, and then I think I, think I mentioned to you guys also that on Thursday we did the Android the the sorry the um, TCL 10 Pro. Um, next week's plan is I I kind of. I think I'm in the same boat as uh, Juan Carlos says. We have too many phones and not enough time to be able to put the content on. Um, my first video of the week is going to be my Xperia uh, 1 Mark II's review or the things that I like, the things that I did not like. That's going to be coming out on Monday. Um, that's going to be Arabic and in English. Uh, I'm putting my video together from the content that I had before. Obviously, I don't have the phone with me anymore, but uh, I'll hope, hopefully be able to share with you guys some insights into some of the things that I've, I've gone through. There are some uh, few software hiccups that are currently going on with the I think because I have pre-release hardware and software, so those are things to keep in mind. Uh, so that'll be coming up on Monday. And then hopefully, uh, middle of the week, I should have the video comparing uh, the Mi 10 and the OnePlus 8. I want to be able to get that video out as well. Um, hopefully, also, we'll start seeing some more uh, more information as far as you know uh, Android 11. So kind of a recap, mostly just to keep in mind, we have the Oppo Find X2, the OnePlus 8, the 8 Pro, the Xiaomi Mi 10 and Mi 10 Pro, as well as some of the Vivo devices and the Poco F, uh, well, those are Xiaomi devices, uh, the Poco F2 Pro, uh, those are going to be basically starting to show up with uh, Android 10, 11 beta versions. Um, OnePlus's version, I think, is reasonably stable in the sense to test, but not necessarily to use. And not all of the new features that we saw with the Pixel line of devices are going to be coming out. Uh, very happy to see that Pixel is progressing. Hopefully, we'll see the Pixel 4 XL or Pixel 4a coming out very soon. I keep saying XL. And we'll have to see how things go there. Um, then over the week, Samsung and Google together, both of them separately. Oh, okay. I think that was an answer to somebody else's question. Uh, what do you think about the rumors that Samsung and Google making a Snapdragon competitor chipset for their phones? I think that was part of the rumors, uh, rumor mill that was going around with the Pixel 5, right? Where uh, they, the understanding is that, that Samsung was going to be manufacturing the chipset for, for Google to be able to use in their devices. Uh, I think it's so at any time, whenever you try to shift away from the, the main SOC, the, 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 this, the processor that a lot of people use and they know and they obviously can rely on as far as performance, there's always a question of, is it exclusive? Is it going to learn from what the existing uh, you know, or current architecture is basically benefiting from and moving forward from there? Or is it going to be trying to maybe mimic that functionality in, in another manufacturing uh, standard? Um, so those are the things that I'm always concerned about. Sony, sorry, Samsung has been making the Exynos processor for quite some time. They have a lot of experience putting it in there. But we've seen, and even with the testing that Matt and I were doing over the week uh, with the S20 Ultra, comparing it to the S20 Ultra Exynos version, uh, there are some differences in performance, a quite noticeable difference in performance between the two processors. But those are things that we, you know, we really shouldn't have to deal with. So uh, is it something that would be beneficial for for Google? I think if if Google is able to capitalize on the the venture and the, the relationship with Samsung in that sense, and help bring down the pricing on the uh, Pixel line of devices and still provide us flagship type of experience, that could be beneficial. Uh, if they do end up going with the mid range type processor and then shifting away from Qualcomm, that that's makes that makes it a little bit harder of a story to try to kind of explain to somebody that's trying to get into a Pixel. Because one of the main main benefits of a Pixel is it's always run the latest and greatest uh, chipset. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but prices usually adjust. Um, but then you don't have to worry about it. It ran the latest version of Android. Everything works great. If they start developing Android with a different SoC in mind, meaning a specific SoC made by Samsung for them, 
How does that work when it starts working over on Qualcomm? Does it have parallel performance? Is there improvements that will only be available for the Samsung-made chipset over what we have from Qualcomm? Those are That's a lot of things in the air. So with the amount of information that we have right now, I think it's promising, but not necessarily... I would say I would not be very optimistic yet till I start seeing some of those numbers and some of the performances. And again, maybe some more information as to what their goal is with the new chipset. So hopefully that got you there, uh, Matt. And let me double check here. I think that was a question. Here, um, another I just received the Oxygen OS 10.3.3 update on my OnePlus 7T. I think there's, they should still be doing pretty good as far as the updates on them. I think the only thing that OnePlus did say that they were going to reduce the number of um, beta channel uh, beta channel updates, so not as many betas available for everybody to test out. Um, I mentioned earlier that the Pixel 4a delayed till October 22nd will be announced on July 13th, according to John Prosser. That is very hard. Okay, so if they push it to October 22nd, that means the Pixel 4a will be launching or made a available at the same time as the pixel 5 that's a big move that's a big gap in time between the pixel 4 and the pixel 4 so last year at google io the pixel 3a and the 3a xl were announced they were surprise devices prior to that google has never had devices so if this is a true rumor uh, and that could explain also why we haven't seen much information other than the leaks um I'm I'm interested to see you know, if that would work for for Google. I mean, uh, obviously, we already know they're mid-range processors, so we're not looking for them to be you know flash uh, you know flagship devices. Uh, and if they do release the Pixel Five with a mid-range processor, that's going to be an interesting launch. So uh, I hope that they, I hope it makes sense. I hope it that you know for them as far as uh, from a marketing standpoint, announcing it in the middle of July, not making it available till October. I feel like it's a very hard thing to do with smartphones. When you announce with smartphone, interest gets dropped so quickly. And if you wait too long to be able to get the phone from when it's announced, um, it's hard. So many more things will come up. By the time October comes around, uh, they're going to have to compete much heavier with Samsung, much heavier with OnePlus's uh, you know, T line of devices. So I, I hope Google is is not doing that late of a dif- that that big of a difference. If it is true, we'll have to see how that pro- that that go- ends up going with their uh, with their performance there. Um, last one here we have is the price for the Xperia 1 Mark II uh, on O2 in the UK is £799 with contract. Wow. And cancel anytime. Uh, for the uh, for a couple of days, they were offering a headphones, which is the XM3s. That's the one we were getting here in the US. And now they're, double, they're offering the WH8, uh, the H910N for the pre-orders. Uh, basically, effective phone price is about £600. Wow. Okay. I mean, obviously, you know, working with carriers, we're always going to be able to get it much better. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if somebody that doesn't live in the UK, you wouldn't be able to sign up for O2 anyway. So it's not like I can just sign up for O2, have it shipped to the US. They won't, none of that will kind of go through. But good to know. Good to know. Matt, if you're watching this, this is, this is, that's more for you if you're looking to pick it up. Effectively, about 600 bucks for the brand new Xperia 1 Mark II. Uh, I would be interested to see, though, is it going to be available also in uh, this month as opposed to having it, you know, end of July like we have it here? Um, I'm assuming you're talking about something else. Uh, I'm generally uh, contemplating the Honor 30 Pro Plus. Its uh, price performance is insanely good, but obviously no uh, no GMS is a little bit of an issue. I live in China, so it's already annoying. Uh Knowing to get GMS working, is it still is it still a good go for it? Um, Guillermo, give me a week. I have one coming. 
So uh, that's that's the only thing I can say. I have one coming, the exact one that you're talking about, the Honor 30 Pro Plus. Um, from on paper right now, I feel like it shouldn't be too hard for us to get uh, GMS running on it. I think that's not the biggest issue. I think it's more performance and form factor. I think how the cameras perform. And I like the things that I... Honor always puts out the best version of their devices in the Chinese market. So if you're able to pick one up there, I think you're definitely going to be set. Um, and if you're obviously, if you're, if you're happy with the way EMUI, sorry, magic, magic UI on our devices, uh, works, I think that should not be a big problem. I think it'll be something that you guys, you can appreciate and benefit from them. And it, it is going to be the latest and greatest. It should, it is already supporting 5g built in with the Kirin 990. Um, and I just want to see some of the other aesthetical options that they do to it. So I was very happy that I was, uh, that I was able to work out that to get, be able to get one, but, um, there's been a little bit of there's a lot of delays in shipping. Let's put it that way. So getting things to me from from China right now is a little bit hard. But uh, so hopefully soon, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy seeing a little bit of a quick video on that one. So I'm hoping to have that by the time next week's uh, podcast is around. Um, so uh, Adam James Wales. So we talked about a little bit about some of the things that's going on with the experience. Quick recap. Um, obviously there's going to be three colors. It seems that Europe or European market is able to basically receive their devices within the next week or so. So next couple of weeks in Europe, uh, Norway seems to have the best deal where they not only are providing pre-orders, but also pre-ordering the purple color. That's primarily not available in the U S um, and hopefully delivering before the end of June. So, uh, general information there. And then we also talked a little bit about, you know, uh, Android and talking about the Xperia one, uh, Xperia five Mark two as well. Um, a gear mortise uh oh so here uh where, where did you mention uh, ibaso okay i'm not sure which one of those uh danny damn 799 with with the free headphones which is worth 240 which is roughly yeah it makes it around 500 it's hard to beat if you're in the market where it's being sold through a carrier and you can cancel anytime there's no way you can pass that i mean if nothing else you sign up for it and then if you're not happy with o2 if you don't you already use o2 uh, you can switch it over to another carrier and then, of course, check it out. So it's it's worth trying out. Or if you're able to switch to O2, I think it'll still be a good option for you for 500 bucks on a brand new Xperia. Wow. Um, also, don't forget that HTC is looking to announce two new headsets on Tuesday. So those are things that you have to keep in mind. Yeah, it's a big competition when you consider if you announce the device and you wait that long. I mean... Sony is not trying to compete with other people, so they can, in a theory, announce the device in February, show us, you know, send out a review unit at the beginning of, uh, of end of May, beginning of June, and then people won't be able, to, you know, getting them till the end of June. And in the U.S., looks like more like end of July. Uh, those are things that you want to keep in mind. Yeah, it, there's a lot more competition if Pixel announces in July and releases in October. That's just a lot of people may have forgotten about it. I think with Pixel, you want to be able to till it becomes more well known. You want to follow up a release and a, and a launch right away and let people pre-order right away. So definitely very, very much of a, a kind of an interesting approach if we see it. I heard O2 pre-sale was sold out, uh, but maybe they're, uh, they're allocated more inventory. I hope so. I hope so. Because if Gary is going to look into that, uh, not, sorry, Gary, thank you. I meant Matt's going to look into that. Uh, I'll be, <laughs> I would love to be able to take advantage of that. But uh, I'll be looking into the Norway one. So for me, I'll be shifting my, if I'm able to secure one and get it shipped to the US within the, by the end of the month in color purple, I think we're pretty much sold on that one. Uh, but with that being said, we're getting close to the two hours. I don't have, uh, I didn't, there wasn't much else going on this week. As we kind of saw there, we may be hearing about some kind of HTC launch in the next couple of days uh, for brand new HTC. 
look forward to some content coverage here as the uh, at least as the betas are starting to get released on OnePlus. I didn't feel like it was enough for me to be able to provide you guys a video on a on a beta that wasn't functional. So I'm hoping the next update to the beta, I'll install that on the OnePlus 8 and I'll be able to basically start doing beta update of the development there. Um, I'm looking forward to see what we can get from Oppo on the Find X2 Pro. Um, oh, and I think I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the video. Um, I do have the Pixel Buds 2, and I haven't pushed out a video for the review yet. I'm waiting for the update for Google to push out to fix the connectivity issue. There is a connectivity issue with the Pixel 2, uh, the Pixel Buds 2. It's not bad in the sense of if I'm using the phone in this room. So if I'm using my phone and I put it on here, put them on, and I walk around the office, I'm fine. Uh, if I start walking away and uh, basically middle of, if I turn on Wi-Fi and Bluetooth at the same time, there's sometimes some cutouts in there. And that, that could be my my Galaxy S20 Ultra, not, not saying directly it's them. But I do realize that also performance when I step away from it, there's some connectivity issues. So I'm waiting for that to get pushed out and improvements on it before I push out the video. Because if it's not fixed, at that point, it ends up becoming more of a concern than a, a, a positive um, on the performance-wise, battery and audio performance, they sound fantastic. Um, touch sensitivity on this is second to none. Like the response from touching the actual Pixel Bud uh, is super, super functional, and it works super fast. The moment I put it in my ear, it just starts working. It has ear recognition for resuming media. Touching it once starts the audio. Touching it again stops it. Very nice. And they're very light. They've been able to withstand um, an hour and a half running uh, without any problem. So I kind of mentioned that at the beginning, and we kind of jumped through a whole bunch of different things going on. Um, last one here. Let me see. Uh, yeah, so let me double check here. In in Hong Kong, it's very comp uh, compatible with the UK mobile frequency. Oh, the, the Hong Kong. Okay, yes, that's good to know. So uh, a lot of times, I think people that like to import devices from China, they generally go for the Hong Kong model uh, because Hong Kong tends to provide international support for their devices because it's generally known as an international hub. So people that travel there, if they're going to pick up a device, they want to make sure that it works back home. So yeah, he's right. Hong Kong always does a much better uh, support there. Uh, and with that, I want to say thank you to Matt, thank you to Sam, thank you to Gary, Aditya, everybody in the uh, and Guillermo and Greg and everybody else in the in the in the chat today. I appreciate it very much. We're actually a little bit shorter than normal. We usually go to about two and a half hours. But with that, I want to say um, I hope you guys are staying safe. Be good. Make sure to check out uh, you know Sam and Matt's uh, Beyond the Podcast tomorrow. Uh, and of course, make sure to check out uh, if you haven't subscribed to them on uh, at least on Spotify now, and hopefully on Google or Apple, uh, depending on which format or which device that you guys use for your uh for podcasting and of course here i'm i'm pretty kind of in the same boat i have my own uh you know the podcast as well it'll be available on audio hopefully within an hour after the show is over as soon as it's done processing i'm able to download the audio file um be safe and be be kind to you to yourself uh, by basically being good to yourself in the sense of take care of yourself. Uh, don't try to stress out over some of the things that you have no control over. And of course, connect with your friends. Stay you know stay in touch with people that you 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 don't have maybe you may not be able to spend time with them now. But just remember that at some point in the near future, hopefully things will start opening up. Uh, and uh, at least here in the U.S., for us, things are opening up, and we're starting to see some interesting statistics that are indicating that maybe things are getting worse, but not necessarily better. But I will we'll have to see how things go in the next few in the next few weeks or so, and how numbers are and all of that. Um, again, like and subscribe. Make sure you check out all the other videos. Again, Monday morning uh, there'll be the Xperia One Mark II video uh, covering the uh, review. Uh, it'll be both on the Arabic and on the English channel. And then, of course, look forward to some content here on the brand new P40 Pro Plus. And as I kind of gave you guys a hint with that one, with the Honor 30 Pro Plus.
I could be wrong on that one. So the Honor 30 Pro Plus uh, also coming into the office. Um, and of course, there's a few more other things coming on and uh, more live streams over on the Amazon Live ecosystem. Uh, with that being said, I didn't get a chance to mention to you guys, but if you guys are interested in these things, um, it's not an app. I, I posted this on Instagram and a lot of people kind of uh, wonder, it's like, where is the app? Where can I download it? Uh, this was actually a screen grab that was built in into um, the game, the Dragon Ball Legend game that was present on uh, on the Google Play Store. As you unlock characters, you have a little bit of a scene where it shows you that nice little loop animation. And I just did a screen recording using the native screen recorder. And as you can imagine, put it in as a video. So that's, that's how I got it there for, for this. And you can definitely do the same with any of the other characters they have. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I appreciate you having, hanging out with me when it's that early in the morning in China, because the, to me, uh, that was like number one of the number one things I always trust uh, stress for the, or, you know, had to deal with whenever we're traveling is that I end up landing in a time zone where it's so far ahead of everybody else, but then I'm still awake from back here, but you live there and you're dealing with it. So I can imagine, uh, how, at least you know it's Sunday, so hopefully you're off and you don't have any work and you can sleep in if you feel a little bit tired during the day. But that again, thank you very much. Like and subscribe. Um, good morning, good night, good evening, and good day to everyone uh, in the show. And if you're watching this later on, I hope you're doing well. If you hung out with us to the end of the show, I'll see you guys next week and all the other videos. And I'll uh, catch me tomorrow. I'll be hanging out as well. We're gonna jump in into the uh, Beyond the Podcast with Matt and Sam hanging out in their in their chat just to see how things are going and uh, you know supporting them as well. Thank you very much. Bye bye.